So slightly average episode one. We are here with Julius. Julius, I, I'm going to butcher your last name. So how do I say it, brother? And Glitzkus. And Glitzkus. Yeah, that that actually was good. That was pretty good. That was okay. really good. Yeah, they don't have the sound "ts" in the United States. People don't really use it. Okay. So "ts" part, it's like they go with like "tr" or "z" or something. Okay. So yeah, how you said it? Do it one more time. And Glitzkus. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. That's okay. Pretty good, so yeah. where where are you originally from? Uh, originally from Lithuania, uh, okay. and uh, my town was Plungia. Uh, it spells like plunge, like plunge into the water. That's okay. how you spell it out, but you, you pronounce it Plungia. Okay. So that's where I grew up, and um, I came to the United States when I was just turning 14. So I, I thought we thought it's going to be just for a quick visit, Yeah. because my parents came to the United States like five years before me and my brother did. Okay. And so when we fixed our visa, we thought... Okay, well, we'll come here. We'll see how it is. We'll just visit parents. And uh, halfway through dinner, like halfway through the summer, we just had the dinner, and we're just talking. Oh, this is good. This is this is a good place to be. And uh, fifteen minutes later, we just decided to stay. It's like so. It was a fast decision. It kind. Of, it was just like it was random. Not so okay. much that it was fast. It was random. I think. We were already here for like a little bit over a month. Okay. And we were working. I was, uh, all we did was. Um, Tear, get that puppy, bud. Do do something with him to keep him happy, okay? Thank you. So it, it was already like a month and a half while we were here. Okay. And we were working. I was working at Schmidt's Market. That's just local store. Yeah. So we were like stocking shelves, milks, water. Is that Schnooks? Uh, uh, Schmitz. Schmitz. Okay. Schmitz. Okay. Yeah, it's it, it's um, in Long Island. Okay. Like okay. That was the, okay. Fam, family owned um, place, and um, so I was making seven fifty, and I was like, "Oh my god, I never seen this money in my life." So. So that was a shit ton of money at that point in oh, time. Yeah, seven because in Lithuania it's like good luck finding the job or okay. good luck finding a job that like pays you anything. So right now it's just even though. We didn't. We weren't working like tons of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we were still working like decently, and because uh, my parents knew the owners of the store, they okay. were like good friends. They were like, "Hey, um, give them a job." Like just because that was my first job and my okay. brother's first job, so we did not. We kind of had to learn how to work. Gotcha for money and yeah, for someone. Yeah. It's like hour goes by, and it's like all right, time for lunch. And then we realized, no, 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 you, <laughs> you, you got to work a little more. So it was it was a little different, but uh, it was cool. Definitely learned a lot. So by working and just meeting people, we kind of got adjusted a little bit. Okay. And we realized how much opportunities there is and uh, all the good things here. So we're just talking. And uh, I guess since it was halfway through the summer, we're like talking about going back. And then the questions about staying here. And we just kind of, yeah, just came to the conclusion that this is good. A lot of opportunities. School is good. What are we going to do back in Lithuania if we do go back? Yeah. And we didn't have much answer for it. So uh, it was just clear. Yeah, let's stay. And uh, next week we entered summer school just to um, meet the kids, meet the teachers, um hang out with them, learn a little bit more English, because our English, I would say, was fine. We could understand people, but we could not really... Couldn't s- communicate super clearly. We could not say anything back. Gotcha. I mean, because English is uh, like very universal language, 
and you hear it everywhere and we have like the music we have the movies yeah so we hear it constantly but we could never say it back okay so like okay. if you tell me something it's like i understand it but i would like freeze up and would not know what to say back to you okay so that was that was a little bit um learning but um but we were in the ESL program ESL second language mm-hmm. so we were all latino kids and uh it was easy. There was always somebody in the classroom, and okay. they took it a little slower. If you had some questions, they would try to like break it down. But since it was just me and my brother, only two Lithuanians in the school, we learned it quick because we didn't have like too too much extra help. Gotcha. So we just had no choice but to jump right in and learn. So we kind of uh, we picked up pretty quick. That's awesome. And yes. So yeah, we were always really happy about that, and um, did the sports just like. Anybody else? Oh, funny thing. When uh, apparently here in high school, if you have a game, everybody wears... Um, school colors and whatnot. School colors yeah. and jerseys. So it was football season since it was a fall. School starts. Football season is the first one. And uh, I see all these people with these jerseys. And I'm like, what, what is this? What's going on? Like, oh, they have a game tomorrow. I'm like, what? Like Football? I, I want to try that. So... Um, so yeah, I think next week I um, went to practice. I spoke to the coaches because uh, our gym teacher was one of the coaches and athletic director was also a coach. So I spoke to them and they're like, yeah, come check it out. Um, so I came into season late, but it was still pretty cool. I remember when I played for JV and uh, I remember kickoff. Uh, I ran, I got the tackle. So like first play in my life, I get the tackle. Yeah. Awesome. My mom thought I made a touchdown. She was screaming. Oh, like, <laughs> she went. She went to work. She, she, like she had. Did no she way. know the rules? No, not at all. I, I barely knew what was going okay, on. Okay, okay. It's like I still had to like learn the difference between the word offense, defense, offense, okay. defense. I'm like, what is going on? Oh my god! Oh, but right before that, uh, when they had the game, they were like, Julius, come, you're gonna help out with that uh, f- uh, four yard, like the. the those flags okay. where they move it 10 yeah, yards yeah. thing. And then, so I was the middle. No, I was not the middle guy. I was one of the guys that was holding at that 10 yard mark. Yeah. But I was not the one in the middle that uh, moved it where the ball is. Okay. What do you call it? Uh, so you were a ref, you were an official. No, no, no. Uh, you know, on the sideline, the flag markers. I don't yeah. know what their. I don't know what their official title is, though. Yes. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was one of the guys that was holding the, the 10 yard mark and yeah. there was one guy in, in the between us who was marking where the ball is yes i was so confused what was going on i was like do we move now do we? no no no. We'll, we'll let you know when to move you're so, you're like let me be on the back of the chain yeah right i, I, I was that's what <laughs> okay, that's okay. what they had me and they were like all right julius we got to move now i'm like okay I, I was so lost i have no idea what was going on when we actually played they had to tell me it's like all right julius you push this guy i push this guy i'm like Okay, so I can do that. I can. I can were, do. So, were you huge then? Because you're a big dude. Uh, I in my freshman year, I was um, about one eighty. You're one eighty because you're. What are you six three? Six three. You, I, I, was I was about say, six three back then as well. Yeah, but I was about one eighty, and I think I was. I was def. I definitely had a height advantage. Yeah, in that age. Oh, and I skipped a grade as well. I was what? supposed to go to eighth grade. Okay. And okay, the, and you were a freshman. Yes, they were like, 
And you no. were a huge fucking freshman. If you were six foot three your freshman year and 185 pounds, you were basically a giant because yeah. these other kids are still, I mean, they're skinny and awkward like I am now. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so imagine me being in, in eighth grade. So they were like, no, uh, you go to ninth grade. So, I would, uh, so yeah, me and my brother, we both skipped a grade, but for some reason they kept them in same grade twice. Okay. Um, I'm not sure something to do with um, not not his grades or anything. He didn't fail anything. I don't know. I think with just some with some foreigners from different countries. Okay. Sometimes they just make them jump ahead, or maybe they just wanted us to be in the same grade. I'm not sure what was the reason for that. Gotcha. But we graduated at the same time, and I think that was bigger help because we went to upstate New York yeah, and Brockport. That's where we went to college. So we both graduated at the same time and that just made it much, much easier instead of one kid leaving yeah, and then another kid leaving. So I was leaving together and rooming in college was just that much easier. So I was it, happy about it. So there's, so there's uh, two of you, did both of you go to the same college then? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you were playing football at this point. Um, how did how did you get started on fighting? Because that's really that's what you're doing right now. Yes. Uh, so you fight for Bellator. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been with Bellator? A little over a year, right? Uh yes. Okay. So yeah, in college. So how it all started was um, when I moved to Brockport. That's the uh, upstate New York by Rochester. Um, one of my teammates started like fighting or like training for it while for me well we, we all wrestled back then so I, I was debating what to choose in college wrestling or football and just kind of realized wrestling i would learn something for myself instead of football where it's like politics you're gonna the be popular forgotten. kid gets yeah. to be the quarterback blah 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 yeah just too much of that so i figured i'll just do one-on-one got you combat related thing where it's i'm gonna learn stuff for myself when you're gonna get better there's exactly. a progression exactly yeah even, even my brother thinks like he he wishes he never played basketball in high school even though he was good yeah he wishes he would have wrestled because he's like once he did judo after college he 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 realized wow like i can actually upgrade myself as a person and learn some combat stuff while basketball it just kind of got him good for the game I was, I was going to say, game. yeah, like basics, like basketball, soccer, or football, yeah. whatever the hell you call it elsewhere. Um, with all that, you're you're getting, you're coordinated better because mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Like your coordination helps, your at, all, yeah. overall athleticism goes up. Mm-hmm. But like your ability to uh, gauge, I guess, pro- gauge your own progress mm-hmm. isn't there. Because when you're fighting, yeah. it's it's apparent. It's like, okay. If I'm wrestling this kid and he's throwing me around like a rag doll, I know I'm not there yet. Yeah. But if I can, if I can stand there with him, because you're, were you a all American wrestler? No, no, no. I kind of burned down my last year, and it was it was weird. I had these like ups and downs, uh, mentally where sometimes I wasn't the smartest wrestler. I would just go go go. I would just shoot shoot shoot. Okay. I had this crazy blast double, but sometimes people would realize okay like even though has a good crazy double sometimes he doesn't do setups and that was my problem sometimes i would just not set up i would just go 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 okay and that used to get me in trouble instead of just being a little bit more patient 
doing a little bit more patience, not setting it them. up, yeah, and then going after it. Okay, I just skipped all that, and I would just go straight for the takedowns. But I had fun. But yeah, I mean, I beat few All Americans, but um, yeah, never my my senior year, I just got tired of it, and. Almost got disqualified from two few uh, tournaments just from being too reckless. And on the last tournament to go get qualified, I just lost my both matches. Like, all right, season is done. I'm out of here. You just didn't even care anymore. You're I like, didn't whatever. Care. Yeah, the when we went to MOBAP after uh, um, Brockport, I transferred to Missouri Baptist to finish up my wrestling. And that's where it all kind of – it was just too laid back and – Everybody who came in with um, with what with motivation, yeah, their motivation was like slowly dropping. Gotcha. It was just the atmosphere there. It was just people would leave. They would come up thinking something good would be, and then they would leave. They're like, "Wow, like this is not good for us." So it kind of burned me out a little bit with wrestling, but I think I was looking forward to the fighting a little bit. Okay. Because in, in, in Brockport, I saw one guy, he was, like, training, but it was only him. So he kind of sparked the idea. Gotcha. When I came to St. Louis, everybody's fighting. I'm like, what? Like, the gym's left and right, everybody's fighting. And because before, for me, it looked like fighters are this special breed, and you're not going to run into them. they these special people who are, like... No one knows where they are, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then I come to St. Louis, oh, it's just everywhere. It's just Everybody's every, a fighter. Yeah, it's just as common thing as it can be. And I'm like, huh, this is cool. So after MOBAP, when I got done wrestling, I still wanted to finish my master's. So I transferred to Lindenwood. And by that time, I had a car. I had much more free time. And then I jumped in uh, all the way into fighting. Because while I was still at Missouri Baptist, I was still wrestling... School was a lot for me. I did not have a car. So even though gym was 15 minutes away. How are you going to make it there if I, you got to walk there or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I, I just could not do it. It was just too much. So I knew I just, once wrestling is over, all right, I'll jump into it. And right at, right after wrestling, I transferred to Lindenwood to finish and get my master's. I um, That's when I started fighting and um, thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> So were you were you hitting mitts or anything while you were getting ready to go to uh, like before you started officially fighting? Were you hitting mitts? Did you do taekwondo? Did you do any kind of like traditional martial art or boxing or anything? Yes. So I did karate for about eight years or so. Black belt. Uh, yes. Okay. But again, who knows how legitimate that is? Because. With karate, I mean, I made a lot of good friends while doing it, but at the same time, it's it kind of like puts this um, what's the word? This feeling like oh, we are somebody. We're like really good. We're really good, but in reality, in reality, we weren't. It was just all kind of gossip, and everything was made up. So. We had some good things. Sometimes we would do boxing, even though we would not get too much in the detail. Mm-hmm. It was still over eight years it gave me at some kind of fundamentals. Like I did walk out with something, even though not too much detail. We were hitting mitts a little bit. 
it, it gave me a start. So, but yeah, whenever I started fighting, I just had to clean all that up, um, throw a lot of things out, or get punched in the face a lot of times, realizing how it really works. So, um, I definitely had a good start, but... It, all you had a foundation. It just foundation. was not refined at all. Not at all. And it, basically, so you're you're wrestling. You're good at that, but you're not getting punched in the face or kicked in the face while you're wrestling. Yep. And when you're in sparring in karate or taekwondo or anything like that, it's light sparring. I'm trying to tap you on a dot on a pad. I'm yep. not trying to take your head off. So now, dudes are trying to take your head off, and they're big guys. Like yep. I'm, I'm sure you train with a lot of heavyweights and stuff because you're a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in, in karate, we, we barely even did any sparring. Really? Yeah, so that's why. And if we did, it was only if we had competition. But even then, it was just like, I touch you, it's my point. But again, there was no technique behind it. I could have my hands low. I could have, like, the craziest stance. And it didn't I, matter as long as I'm poking you on that dot on your chest. Exactly. Yeah. While right now, the smallest thing that's, out of a position, like for example, if my hands are slightly a bit lower, that could cost me a fight in the future. Somebody good will capitalize it, will knock me out, and simple thing as having your hands down or any posture too difficulty. Much, putting too much uh, weight on your lead leg, somebody's going to start chopping at your leg, and then yeah. okay, I lose my power with my jab. Yes, yeah. so it's something like that. So it's like I had to find that perfect stance, perfect form. While before it just did not matter. Just yeah. just do whatever. Just you can turn your back at me if you want, as long as you score, it's fine. Um, so I had to do a lot of fixing, a lot of critiquing, and uh, when I started uh, training at St. Charles MMA, we did not have. It was like hit or miss with big guys. At first, we had a lot of big guys. Then I was the only one big guy, and then we only had small guys for a while. So I had to... So you're training with 55ers, and you got to make sure you're not killing them. Yeah. And we, we all know how to go easy. Yeah. Um, so we just kind of working, and, like, we're still hitting each other, but, of course, not with a lot of power. We're just working the the technique of it or um, ideas and the concepts of fighting. So, we, like, we still go through all the slip counter. I try to pull off some crazy moves, but I take in consideration... We're just working. We're not trying to hurt each other. Yeah. So I'll still try to go fast, but... I'm not trying to kill the little guys. Up. Yeah. Exactly. But now um, now we're pretty sad. We have a um, bunch of bigger guys coming in. So I was kind of a little bit discouraged at first. I was like, ah, oh, it's just me, bigger guy. And a few guys did only... few bigger... We had plenty bigger guys who do only jujitsu. Mm-hmm. They don't fight, but they compete. So they were always helping me as well whenever I needed work. And um, so you could always get work if you need to. Okay. And right now we have uh, much more uh, people my size, and we all very cool with each other. That's good. For example, if one of my partners needs some work, he'll call me, he'll call somebody else, boom, we'll show up to the gym within minutes, and we'll give him work. Well, of course, he's not going to call the day off, but... uh, we, we can say, hey, on Tuesday, come meet me. And yeah, you're like, all right, be, Tuesday, I'll show up. Let's go. Exactly. Because practice, regular practice, it's always good. But I might feel like 
okay, since I'm fighting some really, really good wrestler, I know I'm going to be put on the floor a lot. I just know maybe I need to cover a little bit more of uh, standing up from the bad positions. Yeah. So in practice, we might cover that a little bit, but if I feel I need a little bit more of it, I need to schedule my own thing and have yeah. my guys come help, in and just help beat me, me use up. the fence to get up, please. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. And we always call each other and we create always our own little practices where we just kill that person and just make it very, very difficult for him. So we do that all the time for each other because again, only practices is not enough. Practice is a very general thing. Yeah. And uh, if you have some big fight coming up, you feel like you need a little bit more work. You feel like you might need to be a little pushed. Maybe your teammates yelling at you or something. So we just get a nice little group and we'll just beat that person up, make it, make sure he feels pressure. Um, so he Put them through their paces so that they're ready when they get in the ring with a guy that's doing it for real. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. And... So we're just doing favors for each other at the gym. It's like I call you, then you call me when you're fighting, and it's just really, really good atmosphere. One thing that happens um, throughout many years, like we developed like good fighters, like we had good people coming from the gym, but many times they leave to other gym because bigger and better things yeah bigger and better things grass is always i'm gonna go train an american top team now because i'm i matter exactly so whenever people give that get that taste of uh success they think like all right like if i go train with these ufc fighters i'll become better and it's not necessarily the case if you work hard in your room on your own if for example if me and you are drilling takedowns I'm going to pretend you are Olympic wrestler and I'm going to shoot the takedown that I feel would take you down. So even though you're not Olympic wrestler, I still perform how I should be performing in, in the room. So some people, so that kind of discouraged me a little because sometimes I look in the room and I, I don't see all these UFC fighters. and I'm like, am I working hard? I think I'm working hard. It's like, I'm trying. But I see like some of these guys because like, we, you don't want to give up the edge. You're you like, want, I, I want to have the edge here, and I want to be training with the best so that I can be the best. Exactly. Iron sharpens, sharpens iron type idea. So I wasn't sure if I was like doing, putting up good work. And uh, then uh, two years ago, Anthony Smith, the Lionheart, he invited yeah. me to come train with him. I was like, hell oh, yeah. Hell yeah, let, yeah, let's do it. And he brought another two guys from who fought in UFC and like this were great kickboxer. So we were all working out, and I was being more of a work workhorse than they were, and I was just, like, pushing the pace. I was going after them, and I was able to hang with them even though they competed at the highest level. Yeah. So that gave me reassurance. And oh. Smith is, like, the very highest. Dude fought John Jones. Exactly. That's a big deal. Yeah. Exactly. And he had, like, so many fights. So watching them train and watching myself train and how I was able to hang with them, that gave me confidence, like, okay, I've been doing everything right. Even though I might forget that sometimes in my room with no other UFC fighters around me, I just have to remember, no, 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 I had success against them, and so I just need to do what I've been doing. I've been on the right track this whole time, so don't get confused, don't let these talking heads try to convince you to leave the gym, because it has happened People always come to ask, tell you, 
Hey, you, you could do so to... much better over here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have all Ty- these Tyron guys. Woodley trains over here. Come yeah, on. We had all these guys. We have all these guys for you. All these big people. I'm like, no. Well, look at look at uh, Israel Adesanya's gym. It's mm-hmm. nobody from New Zealand was like fighting in the UFC. There was like nobody. Mm-hmm. And then there's just this gym that has fucking dog after dog after dog coming out of it, and it's. Because they stay over there trying to make each other better. Yeah. And you're basically trying to cultivate that same environment where you're at. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't have to go somewhere else to do it. We can do that here. Yeah. It just takes people being willing to stay. Yeah, exactly. And uh, even if other people leave, I feel my guys, um, the upper class, I mean, way class to higher way class yeah. guys, um, they kind of guess in a way sort of look up to me just because I'm you're the professional I'm, I'm in the Bella yeah. tour right now and uh, so they see the success that I'm getting by just simply doing the right things so I feel even if they would get in the Bella tour or UFC they would agree with the idea like yeah we don't have to leave we got each other like we made each other like good and le- leaving to other gym will will make you just a number because if you go to somewhere else... There's a hundred big gyms out there. It, yeah, and you have hundred, hundreds of guys. Have, hundreds of guys yeah. in that one gym. So you're not going to get attention unless you're winning fights, unless you bring Absolutely. in money. So you kind of have to create your own little clusters of people who are helping each other. So good luck getting attention from coaches. And some people just kind of get worse when they leave just because of that idea. You might be able to sure be get a little tougher in practice, because sure you have like in your group some like D one wrestlers or some UFC fighters. Yeah. So sure they might push you, but coaches are not going to be standing there yelling what you're doing wrong. So sure you you're gonna be able to hang with them, but you might create a lot of bad habits, a lot of bad habits. And when I trained with Anthony, um, I think I went somewhere else. People were just, honestly, just lazy. Really? Yeah. They were just already kind of made it, and they were just... They cru- were fat. They were just cruising yeah. through it. Like, sure, they have experience. They can fight if they have to, because they've had, like, 2,000 fights. But still, you practices three hours a day, or two maybe, hour in the morning, hour and a half in the evening. So, what, that's two and a half hours? Focus for those two and a half hours, just like it's your job. Like, well, it is your job. But I was gonna say, when you're doing it at your level, that's that's that, how you make your income. That's your job, and you're not working eight hours a day. You're literally working not more than three. So just focus. You get in the room, focus, make every set perfect. And some people just forget about it. I sometimes do too, so I need to catch myself my thinking and uh, realize, wait a minute, I kind of been taking easy last two days. Okay, today I'm going to walk in, I'm going to do everything perfect. Everything will be sharp, everything will be the full, full extension. If I have to do some weight training reps, I'm going to perform each rep like to my best. Because um, that's also the, the same thing. Um, some people, when I go visit them or help them, when we go to uh, some strength and conditioning place. 
some of them might be just like cruising through it. Okay. It's just a little... Uh, I'm doing this just because I have to do it. Yeah, just because I have to. They're just touching up and doing... Uh, get I guess just get a little pump. But again, like, I'm like thinking like, what are you doing? You have one hour to work on your strength or your endurance. Push do, it. Yeah, do it like your income depends on it. Yeah, just do it. Do it. Just put thought into every single thing that you do. It's hour. It's not... Five hours. It's one hour. After this one hour, you can go home, sleep, eat, do whatever you want. Right. How how hard it is to be focused for like two and a half hours, three hours out of the day. Um, you're already fortunate to do, to have such a cool job. <laughs> that, like, that's that, fucking badass. That is a really, really cool job. Now, some people say, oh, you don't want to look at it as your job because then you might lose fun out of it. Because we had few people who said that they performed better whenever it was more like a hobby to them because then they just had fun and they went after it. So they said like, oh, don't don't make it look too much like a job. For me, I kind of already decided, yes, this is my job. but And I do take it serious. But at the same time, I do enjoy it. And since I am looking at it as my job, I see importance in doing everything correct. Okay, I'm going to go for my run. Okay, today is strength training in the morning. All right, focus for each thing. Don't just be lazy. Uh, and same thing in, in practice. Okay, we're wrestling. Okay, this time try to set up your shots, get a little bit more funky. Because again, back in college, I would never it set them up. It was just blast double. It was just like, just go, 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 yeah. go. And that's almost like what would happen in the bigger gym. Some people would just go, go, go instead of trying to sharpen sword. They would try to, it's almost like picking a giant sword instead of sharpening. uh, Sharpening the the dagger that you have, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's definitely fun. It's a lot to learn. There's always something to learn. And you could also... You have to sharpen the skills that you have because I see it all, all the time. It happens all the time with everybody. People reach success. They get so good at something mm-hmm. and they would slow down on doing what made them so successful. Yeah. For example, my last two fights in Bellator, which were my first two fights in Bellator. Um, Are those your two f- First two professional fights in Bellator. I'm I'm a nine and one professionally right now. Okay. In Bellator, I only had two fights, and I did really good with extending my punches. Mm-hmm. I did really good with my boxing, with my pressure, with staying face to face with the person instead of dancing. And I do some, then you do some. I do a little bit, then you do a little bit. No, I just stood in the front, and I just yeah, kept pressure you're going. You're dictating the pace of the fight. Exactly. I was dictating. So we did really good with it. And I, at this is the moment where I need to look at myself and see what could happen psychologically. Because to other people, if they're doing really good with full extension and keeping the pressure, they might not practices so much now because they look back into their fight i can already do that i I can already do that i don't i mean i'll practice it but whatever like 
I remember myself fighting. I looked awesome. I don't have to do this in practice no more. I, I'm sure I'll do it again. I'll work on something else. I'll work on something yeah. else. But the reason why you why you did so well was because you worked so hard on all the little small things. And um, and I know it's, it's true. I know it happens psychologically, so I kind of have to admit it. This, this is what happens. So, okay. Then I just tell myself, like, no, no, no. You still have to... Always train. always drill the basics. Always drill the basics. Okay. Always, always do the little things. Because, for example, my last fight, not, not this one, but the one before my first Bellator fight, we trained hard. Like, we put in a lot, a lot of work. You and dog I pref- walked him. Yes. Now, when I look back, it's like, oh, cool, I did so awesome. But I did good because I trained to my fullest. I did 100% on everything. Now, that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. It's because it sucks. Yeah, is it sustainable? And that's that's what you're kind of talking about. You're yeah, like, it, it just sucks so much to repeat all that. Yeah. It was unpleasant. It was hard camp. And you perform well, but you kind of remember only the performance because we have videos of it. You don't really remember the training. So you just already kind of have this idea like, oh, I did this in my last fight. Gotcha. I, I got this fight in the bag as well. But no, no, no. You only won last fight because you went through a crazy, crazy camp. Yeah, I busted my ass leading up to that. That was just a moment in the sun. Exactly. Gotcha. So a lot of people forget about it and they just start going easier. So I kind of have to acknowledge that that it's a real thing and drop my ego and just tell myself nope like whatever happened happened now you just have to repeat the same thing over again and same thing with money like i see money changing people or fame changing people and i already told some of my friends like well first of all i did not make a lot of money but still there is a little bit more publicity oh you in bellator you made a little bit more money and it could change people's minds and they could be a little bit more, I guess, they could start think they could lose their humbleness or they could think they're a little bit better than people or maybe, in the, like, I'm planning in the future to make a lot of money, hopefully. That's the plan. That, that's the goal, right? That's, that's that, why you do this. Exactly. That's the goal, to make a lot of money. And money changes people. It's a fact. Um, it's just it's as true as it can get. So I already told my friends, it's like, hey, if you see me like falling out of line, if you see me doing something dumb, something that I shouldn't, something that is just not me, call me out. Check me. Check yeah. me. Call me a bitch. Julius, what are you doing? Like, no, just wake me up. So I already like told people and they said, no, no, you're not going to change. I'm like, no, no, no. Money does change people. Never say never. Even me right now, I could say that, no, it'll never change me. But you don't have fuck you money yet. I don't. Exactly. You know exactly. So once I will, maybe I'll be the biggest douche ever. <laughs> so, but I don't want to be that way. So I have to. Tell. At least you're trying to recognize it now. Re- recognizing it is, I feel, most of the battle for sure. So if you can recognize it, you can attack it instead of lying to myself like, "No, nah, I'm never going to change. No, I'm never going to change." And then you're trying to check me. I'm like, "No, you you crazy? Come on, like." Yeah, and then you start yeah. surrounding yourself by yes men. Yeah, after like, that. Yeah, it was only one line of cocaine. Give me a break, like <laughs> just let let me be. So um, you have like few guys who are gonna like call me out. Um, even my uh, my striking coach, 
um, he like messaged me because when first Corona started, like I posted something political on Facebook and mm-hmm. he was like, he messaged me, Julius, delete that. I'm like, fuck no. And he's like, Julius, delete that. Like I, inst- I know you mad right now. It's going to bite you in the butt though. It's going to bite you in the butt one day in the future when you're going to be making big, some sponsor is going to look at your Facebook. They're going to scroll mm-hmm. a few years in the past. They're going to see that and they're going to second guess themselves if they want to work with you. Just delete it. You'll feel fine tomorrow anyway. And posting stuff on Facebook does not solve anything anyway. Everybody does it. World is still the way it is. Right. Even though everybody You're like, has it, answers. It's not a journal. Yeah, it's not a journal. <laughs> if you want to keep a journal, keep a journal. But Write it down at home, buddy. Exactly. So I might have to do that, but... Uh, so yeah, he tries to like check up on me to to not slip up and not say something dumb that could like cost me cost later you on. money later. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, because um, yeah. So here, let's let's rewind a little bit. So yep. you did you did the contender series, mm-hmm. and what? How long ago was that one? That was. Not this summer, but summer before. So 2019 or 18? Uh, 19. 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were on Dana White's Contender Series. Mm-hmm. How did you fare? Did you do well? Did I do well? Yeah. Uh, yes. I think there was a little bit overthinking. I was supposed to fight for them month before. So we were training already for them. I was overthinking. I was like, oh, my God, like UFC... I got it. This is it. So much. Yeah. So I overtrained already before the my first uh, date when I was supposed to fight. Then they moved a little further. I was like, "Wow, well, this sucks because I had to go home earlier that year. My grandma passed away, and we decided to do. Um, so she died in February, and in July. My fight was supposed to be July 2nd, and on July 7th, I was supposed to be home, and we were supposed to have this, like, thing in church to, like, remember her, yeah. people give speeches. Yeah, like a service. Yeah, so I went home for that, and I spent, I was home for, what, only five days, but managed to get sick because I had to, like, fly home, I had to catch two flights, fly back i had to catch two flights but one got delayed i missed the flight so i had to like fly out next day it was just so much hassle i come back to st louis i get sick my fight is in like three weeks i peaked like three different times my body is all over the place and i'm like god all right i don't know what just went wrong um so when you say i peaked what do you mean when you that's, is yeah. that when you're at optimal performance? Yeah, that's when you're at, like, the best performance because you're not supposed to train for, like... You can't go 100% all can't, the time. You can't go 100% all the time. It's not sustainable. It's almost like you start off really hard and then you just make practices short, a little bit more intense. Taper it off. Taper it off till by the time fight comes, your practice are really short, but you just feel so sharp, you feel so good. So, like, all your energy will go into those three rounds and you can just perform anything. So we were just going hard the whole time, and I was just getting tired. I was that's that's what I mean. I was okay. just I was just doing so much um, for too long that I was just getting tired. I was like break break my body was just breaking down. And uh, when we got to Vegas, 
I was feeling good, but that doesn't mean you're like actually good. Yeah. And I don't know if we warmed up too soon or there was some adrenaline. At the same time, I think I gave that guy too much credit with his striking because he was like some karate guy and he was like finishing people. Oh, he was training with Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy's dad. Okay, Wonder yep. Boy's Wonder Boy's dad actually um, cornered him. So I was just that got into my head, but it was nothing. It was literally nothing. I don't know why in the world I would give him that much. So did he beat you? No, I be, I beat him in the third round. I, I put a choke on him. Oh yeah. But that's the thing. It's like I could have. I could have finished him, him way sooner. I could have. I could have finished him in the first round with striking alone. I was worried so much about his striking. And that I was just grappling them the whole time. I was just trying to hold them against the cage. I was just doing more wrestling than actual striking. You played it too safe, basically. Too safe. Well, the next thing I get to realize is this guy was a good wrestler as well. <laughs> like, So we literally just had a hard wrestling match for 15 minutes. Well, of course, there was some striking, but there was a lot of holding, a lot of squeezing. Okay. And you can't squeeze for like... 15 minutes. There's no way in hell. No way. Oh my God. It was so tough. And uh, I just, but I just kept grinding and grinding and grinding. And like, I took him down and I just took his back and I just um, uh, sneaked in a choke. So I was like, thank God. I was so tired. I did not celebrate. They were like, all right, we got to go do interview now. I'm like, shit. All right. I walked by Dana White's table. I like, like he did not exist. Oh, no. Yeah. They were like, even because they were still recording me after the fight and they saw me walk by and everyone's like, Julius, you had to like say something when you walked by. I was like, I have no idea where he was. I, I just walked by. You're like, dude, I was fucking shot at that point. Yeah, I was well, just tired. Oh, I was bad. And then um, they said I turned white during my interview and I could I could see that I was just struggling. But even then, like they said, like I... I I spoke well, and um, like I was happy about that. Then I went to the place where they stitched my head up. I had a small little cut on top of my head. I threw up there. They almost sent me to the hospital. It took me like an hour to recover. Because afterwards, we had to go sit on those chairs, and they say, like, if you picked her or not. Okay. And if I would have, thank God it was the first fight, because I recovered and I went to the room where everybody's eating and hanging out. Yeah. By the fight number four. So if I would have... So fight number five, uh, after five, we had to like go and sit in those chairs right away. So if I would have been like fight number three or fight number four... You wouldn't have any time. I, I would, no. I would be like, no, you guys got to wait. There is no way. Or, or I would have maybe died on the chair when they were <laughs> announcing who got selected. But yeah, I was the only one not getting picked. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. That that sucked. And uh, for that show, they kind of need to. And I understood why. Like, first of all, my opponent, he was a he was a good fighter. Like, he, he should be in UFC. But we kind of canceled each other out. And at the same time, we both were overthinking. And we just kind of wrestled. So it was not too many fireworks. So and that's what that show is all about. That show is kind of about fireworks. Like make yeah. a statement even though if you are if you are I don't know John Jones but you just kind of wrestled the whole fight, you're not going to get selected. Yeah. But they will call you eventually. 
And that's what happened with a bunch of fighters. They just get called. Um, you get called six months later or whatever. Couple, sometimes some even a couple of weeks later. Oh, okay. Wow, wow. Yeah, just for that show, it's almost like they need to prove a point by not selecting you on the spot. But if something Give short- the public time to forget it. Yeah, And then, exactly. oh, hey, that guy made it into the UFC. Exactly. But the way he's he might get a call, it might be some short notice thing. Okay. Because that's how they get uh, people. It's You always need to be ready. Of course, some people might sign a contract. For some people, they might give a little bit more time. But usually, if the fight falls out, we need a replacement. We got two weeks away. All right, call Julius. We'll see if he wants this contract. Yeah. It's like, damn it. It's like, I hate you guys for the giving me two weeks. But this is the opportunity. This is the game. Yeah, that's the one. So we did not know when they would call. But... I wasn't upset over it. It was either wait for UFC, sign with PFL, but they wanted to put me through some developmental program where they keep me on the local shows to build my record up. Then they would bring me there. Okay, give you the the filler fights or whatever. Yeah, and I was like, I I don't like that. So Bellator gave me a contract, and I was like, cool. Let's go for that. It was good money. And... Yeah, UFC called us halfway through the first Bellator fight. I don't know exactly what the what the um, what the conversation was about, what they were asking, but I know they were asking if I'm just like one fight deal with Bellator yeah. or multi fight deal with them. And how how many fights was your deal? Four fights, four, four fights, fights or sixteen months, whatever comes first. Or sixty? Sixteen. Oh, sixteen. Yeah, okay, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's okay. Sixteen's not so like bad. Once a year. So. Okay, um, so like a year and four months. Yeah, and you're basically there. I'm basically there. Um, so the UFC could call tomorrow. They could. Yeah, I guess it's twelve months. So yeah, I don't know if if the contract starts on the first fight or when you signed it, because. My first fight was literally a year ago. Yeah. It was pretty much the same week as my last fight. Yeah, yeah. It was no- November 8th. This one was November 5th or vice versa. So I don't know if my c- my contract would start on my first fight. So I, st- I would still have well, like four months, three months. Um, but honestly, we'll see who offers better contract. And at the same time, I would not be sad staying with Bellator yeah, because they like me, I like them. Less drama, um, and it'll help me build my name up. Especially, it's uh, the division is not as packed as in UFC. No, two hundred five is a motherfucker division in the UFC. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of scary guys. Yeah, um, I'm sure I could beat more than half of them right now. Yeah, yeah, but, yes, um, but. Again, it's such it's like two different games. Sure. Bellator and UFC, it's like you could find success in both of them. Depends how you play your cards. Sure. So Bell- Bellator is like more of a martial arts purist kind of thing. It's like, okay, I want to go. I want to fight. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. That's how I'm going to make my living. And the UFC, it's like, I got to build the fight. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on the show. It's like pro wrestling. It almost seems like it's happening, but sometimes they say that's how Bellator acts because they get all these like older guys to fight for them like the Shamrock, the Kimbo Slice. It makes sense though because those guys bring in income. They do. So like, fuck dude, I would would hire them. 
Me too. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I know this guy's going to draw a million pay-per-view buys. Yeah. Because he's he he was the man. Mm-hmm. You know, ten years ago, doesn't matter. Anderson Silva, the Bellator will probably pick his ass up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, Ramiro. Ramiro you, just you, got you, dropped. Yes. That guy's a fucking. He's scary. He is scary. I wonder what's going to happen now. Um, I know there was some. I don't. Is Woodley still with UFC? Uh, he might be. I, I, I've not heard anything about him being dropped, but I, again, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I've never talked to the man in my life. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I think there was a talk. If he loses his last fight, he might get dropped or something. Dana White wants him to retire now, I think. Yeah. But I think PFL was offering him a lot of money. So take it. I, 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 take it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just take it. So, I mean, yeah, both promotions are so just different, but. I think Woodley's a competitor, though. Like, just talking on him, mm-hmm. I think that guy's, he wants to compete with the best. I just don't think his, I don't think his head's in it. For, yeah, like, I mean, that guy, you watch his last couple of fights, and he's yeah. not even there. Yeah, it, it's, it just starts fading after a while. It's a, it's a hard sport. No, for sure, man. Yeah. Not taking it. So you looked yeah. like you got tired in your last fight. I did. Because, like, I think it was about, I'd say halfway through the second round, you started, like, you looked fatigued. Yes. And, I mean, shit, you and that guy were going at it. Mm-hmm. And he, I, so, I was showing pictures to my friends. I was like, my buddy's fighting tonight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look at how tiny this guy is that he's fighting. I'm like, that's not even fair. Because wh- what do you walk around at, 2.30? Uh, yeah, 2.30. You're, you're fucking huge, dude. And then you cut down yeah. to 2.05, so yeah. you drop 25 pounds. Uh, I usually, how I drop it, so if I'm not training hard, if I'm not in the training camp, I might be about 2.30, maybe a little under. Okay. If I'm in the training camp and we're training really hard, I might be 2.25, give or take two pounds. Okay. When I'm, it's like almost week before the fight, I'll start eating much, much cleaner, much less carbs. Okay. And... A lot of water, so maybe. So you're really only probably cutting five to ten pounds then. I would say twelve ish, maybe. 12? Okay. If if the fight is Friday, weigh-ins are Thursday. Wednesday morning, I would wake up still not hungry because Tuesday I ate a lot, I drank a lot. So Wednesday morning, I would wake up hydrated, very very hydrated at like two seventeen to sixteen. So I would only have to drop. Yeah, like 11, 12 pounds of okay. just water, and I would still be eating the whole Wednesday. Holy bit. cow, okay. Yeah. So you don't have a bad cut then? No. Not as bad as most guys, because there's a lot of guys that, like, yes. die. Oh, God. <laughs> Kidney failure and all kinds of stuff while they're doing their cut. Mm-hmm. So what happened for this fight was, okay, today I cut weight. I'm going to try to get most of it. Wayans are in the mornings now. Mm-hmm. In the local shows, Wayans are like in the evening, yeah. like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, sometimes 7. So you don't have much of that same day to recover. You just eat and you go to bed and wake up the next day and go fight in the afternoon. So this this time right now, it's we wake we wake up early. We weigh in at 9. You have the whole day to recover yeah. plus a whole day next day to recover. So if... This morning I wake up, all right, today I'm going to cut weight. I'm not, not going to drink much water. I'm going to still eat a little bit just to get some energy going. And my thought was, okay, 
I'm going to cut most of it today. And I'm going to go sleep, wake up, hopefully be close. And if I need to drop a little bit, I'll do that. I'm not going to do that ever again. Because I did not sleep for one minute this time. In oh, the no. past, I did sleep a little bit, but it's it's hard. This time, I was really, really surprised how easily my weight came off. I was just sitting in the sauna, and I was just dripping. Like, pounds were just coming off of me. I was like, okay, this is easy. So I went, I go to bed, and my heart is just beating. Like, my heart is just beating. Everything is shaking. I can't get warm. I can't get cold. Like, I was getting warm really quick, and at the same time, I was getting cold really quick. And my heart is beating. I don't know what to do. I couldn't sleep. I went to bed around 9 p.m., woke up no well i did not wake up because i did not fall asleep uh and i got up at seven so i just stayed in bed for oh, all those no. hours and i got up went checked my weight i was one pound over so i just sat in the sauna and finished that last thing and it fell off so easy so this time next time i mean i'll just I'm not gonna cut much the night before if i have like eight pounds left I'll just wake up early and do that. Get it all off in the sauna that just, morning. Just get in the sauna in the morning, step on the scale, finish the weigh-ins, put the water back in. You're like, and, I'll just go not, pee. <laughs> yeah, and not, and not suffer through the night. I also think we warmed up a little bit too soon. Somehow we miscalculated it. We warmed up, we finished the warm-up, and there was, again, like two fights left. I was like, wait, oh, wait, okay. how, how did we just do this? I think it was like five and a half, but it was uh, completely cooled off. Completely cooled off. And I'm like, all right, Julius, we got to walk right now. We got to go in the back. So we go in the back. I get behind the scenes, and I see my guy a little bit like 30 yards behind me in the hallway waiting for his turn. And I'm like, I'm not breathing hard. I'm not sweating. It's like I warmed up, but I also completely cooled off. So I kind of didn't catch my second wind almost. You're like, this is going to be a long fucking fight. Yeah, so the first round, I felt good. And what's really hard is striking and wrestling because I knew he was going to try to take me down, and every time he took me down, now you you need to use your slow twitch muscles mm-hmm. to like work yourself up. And I did good with it because, of course... Like I, we talked earlier, I call my guys, they show up, and they just beat me up. Even though I'm tired, I can still just go through it. I yeah, you've already do done whole, it, so I you can do it again. It. So, like, the second round was, like, filling up a little bit more with blood. But, again, my technique did not change. My hands were still up. I would still sprawl. I would still have posture correctly, while some people, if they get tired, they would start dropping they their start hands a little bit more. Yeah. Or they would just start changing up their technique. While me, it's like, no, no, technique stays the same. If I have to slow down, I'll slow down. But I'm not going to jeopardize some kind of mistake by me dropping technique. I'll just become slower, but I'll still do every single thing that... I'll still do it right. Yes, I'll still do it right. So after the second round, I was like, oh my God, it hit me. Like I was just fatigued. And uh, now looking back, well, every time looking back, you're telling yourself like, oh, I could have, I could have done this. No, 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 no. I remember how I was thinking back then <laughs> after the second round. Um, cause it was, it was interesting thought. I did it 
three times when I was really, really tired. After the second round when I'm sitting, I'm telling myself, I don't want to do this no more. I'm done. I, I can't handle this. I'm too tired. And so I'm trying to like talk to myself in the minute that I have. So, and, But you're not saying anything to your coaches, no, to your cornermen, because no, you don't want them to... Th- yeah, they, they're talking to me. Yeah. And I'm just trying to reverse my psychological thing into from giving up to, all right, I got this. It's only five minutes. So when I'm sitting, I'm just thinking, it's like, I can't do this no more. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. And then I'm just like, just trying to look around to realize that how simple everything is. Because in fighting, sometimes it just takes you into this like life and death mode mm-hmm. where everything is just different. You don't realize how, in reality, it's simple. It's not magic. There is nothing to it. So I just kind of had to look around. Okay, we're in the cage. We're fighting. Well, five minutes. Okay, well, it's not fighting no more. Just it's five-minute workout. You already won. You won first two rounds. You can do anything for five minutes. Just think five-minute workout. We've done those in the gym. We're just last round and just go through just motions. go to go. Just go through motions. Yeah. Now you're not fighting the person. Just fight yourself to keep this workout going. So when you think of it as a workout, then you just pick everything. You tricked yourself. You tricked yourself. Now it's just like, hey, it's right on the corner. It's going to be over soon. And at that moment, you can tell yourself, all right, I just won. So before the fight is even over, when I stood up, I was like, all right, just put, put your hands on your hips. Just look tough. Just walk back and forth. Don't don't put your hands on your knees and just... Don't look tired. Don't look tired. And you already won this fight. You already won. You've got five minutes left. You already won. And that almost like made me happy into realizing like, okay, yes, I did win. I just need to work out pretty hard for five minutes. And yeah, it's just... The fact worker. that you have the wherewithal to think that way... While some other guy is trying to punch you in the face, yeah. it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, but again, you already been punched for two rounds. So sure. pun- punching doesn't become as... It's not that big of a deal it's now. It's not big of a deal no more. At first it is. But then after two rounds, it's like, huh, I already got punched a bunch yeah. of times. I've been hit a few times. This isn't that bad. It's just part of the workout. You now, just- it, I, I don't think he would say the same thing because you had this one-two right down the middle that was piecing him up like... Yes. The entire fight. I was tired to throw punches. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how... Well, first of all, he was tricky. Since he was so short, I had to really... So I knew he did not have that much muscle mass. I knew he's maybe going to be a little bit better on cardio. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I, I knew he was a good wrestler, but I had no idea how good wrestler he was. They told me after the fight, like, the, the credentials he had. I was like, oh, snap. His wrestling was on point. He, he's really good. But you looked good against him. I looked good because we focused so much on the simple, basic, on the long, straight punches and properly stuffed the shot. So my mind was on striking while at the same time on body positioning because the second I would see him come in, I would drop my level correctly instead of like freak out. Can't and panic, yeah. Can't panic. It would just, um, you just literally simple, small body positions. You're like, okay, this is a level change. Get my hips low. 
I'm fine. I'm fine. And you would just have to commit to it. So I looked good with him. But again, just because like maybe he did not get to really use his wrestling too much because I kind of worked really, really hard on defending it. Yeah. And all the steps that come before if he shoots. So, but I hit him with so much stuff. And also another thing, he'll shoot if you start hitting him a little bit too much. For example, in his first, every, every he shoot out of desperation, he shoot out of desperation. And if I'm going to throw two punches and clip him, I'm going to throw the third one. I'm going to miss that one because he is ducking it and he's going for my legs. So with each punch, I had to like take in consideration, like I hit him. I'm like, all right, he's not shooting. Then I come in one, two, papa. Okay. He's not shooting. I could not, I kind of had almost like a mental note. Don't throw more than four punches. Because he'll just duck he's gonna under eat and your shoot. two. He's gonna eat my two, and then he's gonna duck under and shoot. So even though sometimes it looked like I had long combinations, but they were all broken down. I would just go pop pop and then think pop pop, think pop pop, and then reset my mind pop pop and reset my mind. So it looks like it's like eight punches back to back. But it's literally one two just and just take st- a mental okay, note. Okay, there we go. One two, take a mental note, and I and also. The, the thing that I used to deal with, and I'm sure everybody did, when you first start off fighting, if I hit you, I get so excited. Oh, my God, I just landed the punch. Can't let it go to your head. I can. Yeah, exactly. And I used to get so excited. I used to throw haymakers, just go hard, just hold my breath in hopes that I would finish fight right now. Because if I hit you, it's almost like you see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like, oh, I can end this right now. Because I just hit him now, I can hit him again. And you just hold your breath. And you just... Gas yourself. Gas yourself. Yeah. And I had that happen so many times. Like, thank God I, I still won those fights. Well, one, I lost my... Uh, I think it was my second uh, pro fight. I lost that because of that reason. And it was a big lesson. So that's what I... I in my last fight, that's what I kind of had to do. I almost had to think as hard, hard shadow boxing versus punching the bag or punching through the wall. I just had to like just... You're like, just, just, just touch quick, him. Just, just touch him. Just fast, yep. quick touch. And don't try to punch through his face and make a hole in it. No, no, no. Right. Because you're going to open up. You're going to squeeze too much. And you're just going to get tired. And Just, at this just level, relax. Be light. Yeah. The, the punches are going to take care of him. Exactly. And you, you can throw them 20% and you're good. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, we just, uh, in our warm-up, we warm up easy. Then we go pretty hard, and then we do a round where we go full max effort. Okay. To know how it feels to throw as hard as you can. And then we just take 20% off. So whatever, I just hit as hard as I could. We throw exactly the same way, but with some power off. So I'm still hitting hard, but... I'm not really trying to murder. I'm not, I'm not clinching up as hard when I'm doing it. Exactly. So that little bit. That yeah. that way you can throw two punches instead of one. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, and yeah, with him, that, that was the game plan. Just touch, touch, touch. And I have no idea how he did not go down. I landed some hard knees right into the middle. I landed a bunch of knees. Some just quick ones. But there were a few moments where we clinched up in the and clinch I ripped it. Yeah. And you can see in the video, he like yelled on one and then few. I still like ripped it hard right in the middle. I'm like, 
how is he not going down? How is he not even like having a facial expression? So do you know where you were hitting him? Were you hitting him more in the abs or were you hitting him more in the sternum? Both. Because yeah, if you get hit in the sternum, man, that sucks. I, I think one, the one where on the video he like yelled a little bit. Okay, that had to it be was, the sternum. That or had to be the sternum. Yeah. I grabbed by him by his head and it just. You're like, it's it, time it, to go it, night, it, night, it, Imagine throwing the cleanest knee you could ever have. You, you grab the bag and you just rip it. And no, I had nothing. Nothing. I was like, <laughs> wow. You're like, would you go to sleep? Exactly. And it's like. <laughs> It's discouraging, and it's almost like you don't want to punch no more. But I already had some of those fights where it's okay. Just just keep hitting. Just don't let that the thought get into your head. Just keep hitting. And because um, it was where it's like I hit him. Like damn. Like why is he not going down? Then boom, some knees, and he's still standing. And the third round, I was I was a little bit gassed. I don't know what happened. And I was like, all right, I don't want to move so much. I'm going to just hold him and try to take him down, which I did. I was like, huh, okay. His guillotine was tight because he had my neck. I got, I, I got, I was a little bit lazy on how to finish the takedown. For example, if he's sneaky, he was already wrapping around my head and he kind of made me go for the takedown. So what happens, like, if I go for the double leg and my arms are around your hips. Mm-hmm. If you have my head, I cannot go for both legs because if I pull you in, then you cinch up on that guillotine. You wrap me yeah. around with both of your legs. Yeah. So if my ra- my head is on your right side, I have to go to the opposite side and grab one leg. So if I take you down, I'm in the side control. You still have my head, but you don't have me you with can't your choke legs. Me out. Yeah, exactly. You don't have me with your legs. So. The second time when I did it, I did it right. But the first time, I was just like, eh, I'm sure he's tired. I'll I'll survive. I'll survive. It's okay if he gets me in the, and if I fall into his guard and he has me with the legs and if he has my neck, I'll be all right. But it was tight. I was like, oh, no, it's tight. So was that the first time that you felt like this is adversity? Because when, no. no? So when you lost, because you've lost once. Mm Mm-hmm. Who did you who did you lose to? Uh, Cam, Cameron Olson. Okay. Did did you get KO'd? Uh, no, he caught me in the choke in the third round. Okay, did you uh, you tapped then? Mm-hmm. Okay, you didn't let him put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. You're like I'm not going out on my shield. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> but it literally it feels like the worst feeling ever. You already so tired. You like you're so tired you can't even breathe. You don't even want to use your lung muscles to take energy in because you don't have energy to begin with gotcha and literally if anyone has like some pressure on the neck and something in front of your face you just you feel helpless you just feel helpless it's the worst feeling ever you think you're gonna die so i don't honestly i don't even know how hard he was squeezing my last opponent maybe i was just so tired that any pressure felt horrible gotcha and i was thinking and i'm sure everybody battles this since I was so tired, I was thinking, okay, he has me around the neck. I could tap right now, and I don't have to suffer anymore. This fight will be over if I tap right now. And no one will know that I could have maybe fought for a little longer. Everyone is going to assume that it's tight. So I could tap right now, 
but no, I'm going to be missing out on half of the money. He will let go. Just, <laughs> just, just stick it out. Just stick it out for 10. So you, so you did it for the money then? Ish. Yes. Ish. ish. For the money and of course for the right things. But right at that moment, money just sounded like the bigger thing. Well, yeah, like, you got to pay your bills. You got to pay your bills. Exactly. And, uh, and it's. I'm sure everybody goes with that thought. It's like, oh, I could give up right now, but no, no, no. I'll just keep on fighting. So I'm sure he like did not maybe even have my neck too hard. We were just like so tired and just that pressure. I was just like, I don't want to deal with this no more. I could tap, but no, no, no. It is close. I was almost jumping back to that uh, idea where I was telling myself, no, no, no. It's a workout. Mm-hmm. It's five minutes. It'll be sooner. It'll, it'll come here before you know it. So just stick it out. Just 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 wait it out. Wait it out. He's gonna let it go. Are you watching the clock and shit while that's going on? Oh, my face was pointing into the floor. I couldn't Ooh. see. Anything. Well, I didn't. Know, I didn't know if like prior to that you were like, oh, okay. Uh, no. Uh, I couldn't think about anything else. Okay. But just positions. You're like, I've got this guy in front of me. Exactly. I don't even know if there was a screen around me or anything that I maybe could have looked at. Okay. I'm not sure. But didn't matter. Didn't matter. I was just. You're like until they ring that bell. This is it. This it's is it's it. me and this guy. So, again, just like how between the third, to a second and the third round, I had to, like, talk to myself and give myself these mental clues. No, it's just a workout, blah, blah, blah. I kind of had to do the same thing when he put me in a choke. Gotcha. So I had, like, 10-second conversation with myself. If I tap, it'll be over. But, no. I'm going to lose a bunch of money. I'm going to lose a bunch of money. It's probably not as tight. He's going to let it go. He's gassing himself out. He let it go. You, you you told yourself that you already won this fight, and it's true. If you don't have right now, you won. You're going to be on top of him. You'll do some damage. The, the time will run out soon. You'll be fine. So you always have to like give yourself these little talks and uh, weigh pros and cons of if you tap or if you don't tap. So... The, so- Hearing you talk about that, because like your mindset while you're fighting is, uh, it's very analytical. It 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 sounds like it. There's a commentary almost like a, okay, we're just gonna do one two. Now I'm gonna wait a second. Oh, I could tap here, but if I wait and like that's, did you hear what Habib said when he fought Gaethje a couple of months ago? No. He said uh, he had him in the arm triangle guillotine. You know. Uh-huh. Or uh, arm triangle, triangle and uh, arm bar, so okay. that that transition there that you kind of you threaten the triangle to get the arm bar, vice yes. versa. Uh-huh. Um, so he has him in that position, and he's like, "I was gonna put him in an arm bar, but his parents were there, and I, I, he said he wouldn't tap, and I didn't want to break his arm in front of his mom, so I put him in a triangle instead." Like thinking like that while you're in that position with some guy that's trying to knock your fucking head off. Yeah. Like that's totally baffling to me. And I'm like, how do you think like that while that is happening? It's, oh man, sometimes what, I, I did not get to watch the fight, but apparently Gaethje got dominated, right? He got the fuck beat out of him, dude. Exactly. So whenever, so Khabib, I guess, was just in the moment of, him having upper hand, him having the momentum, him being so in control that his mind wasn't too stressed. Like, sure, he wasn't getting like, "Oh my god, I might lose." No, well, he, I think I think that's how I think that's always his mindset, and I think that's why he's so dominant. Yeah, 
I like it's always okay. Forward pressure, transition, single leg pressure, 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 ground and pound. I'm going to grab his arm, make sure he stays on the ground, tie up the legs. Here we go. Um, And it's always the same for him. So it's just a day at the office. And I guess that's why he's able to do that. Yeah. Because that guy's fucking incredible. It was in the second second round, right? Second round. But it was, here, the first round was a blowout, man. I mean, somebody, for some, I believe they said the judges gave Gaethje that first round. I don't think we were watching the same fight. Um, (laughs) Because there was somebody that was kind of frantic, and that was Gaethje. Uh And then there was a very composed Habib who was, uh, he's throwing front kicks to the body and stuff, stuff that you don't see a lot of in mixed martial arts. Okay. Habib's doing it, and he's using it for distance management, and it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So he's managing his distance really well, and then he finally shoots. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he gets the takedown. He gets a single leg, starts to uh, drag Gaethje into deep water, and starts threatening submissions. Um, saved by the bell. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that triangle and arm bar thing. That, that's okay. what he was threatening him with round one. So round two happens, and it's like, it's like round one on steroids, man. Wow! It, it, like the the guy's crazy talented, yeah. crazy talented. I hope he didn't retire for reals. I want to see him fight again. Yeah, I think he's done. He doesn't have that. Um, well, I'm gonna retire, and then the next day, okay, I'm back. <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't think he has it because I think when he's Dad died. He spoke to his mom, and he said he wouldn't do it again. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just one of those people. Unle- his word is it. His word is it. Unless they offer him some crazy, crazy amount of money, and even his mom tells him, like, he, it's reasonable. Yeah, he, go, go do it. It's he okay. said it would have to be a hundred million to fight McGregor again. Huh? I dude, I'd pay that motherfucker a hundred million dollars to watch him do yeah. it. That ends in the first round, like. Tsh- Damn it! I, I don't. So you know, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he. Fin- McGregor's really good. Yeah. Are so? Are you a fan? Like, do you watch him in May, or you just love to do it? Uh, I watch it. Do you? Okay. McGregor is like he's really good. Mm-hmm. I'm not a McGregor dick rider, but the guy's fucking talented. Yeah. Um. It looks like he goes on coke benders and then shows up and still somehow manages to perform. Mm-hmm. If that guy was a hundred percent dedicated, maybe he could have beat Khabib. I did watch their fight. It was I was surprised how well he handled the pressure well with wrestling. And like even though like he was getting molded a few times, like on the feet he was controlling the distance and I was like, Huh. Was it fourth round? Fourth round. Yeah. I was like, Wow, that's quite That's surprising that's, almost. It was very surprising. I, I I did not expect it at all. Um but yeah, going back to the Gaethje and Khabib, I, th- I also think they're like super good buddies. They just never said anything mean to each other. So I can could, could kind of see if like if I'm winning the fight, because they, they all know each other. It's like such a small circle, and they've been around each other for so long that they almost don't want to hurt each other. Do you, really? You is know, that how it actually is? Sometimes you feel bad because... Many people go from all these big gyms, oh, they lose fight, they get upset, then they're looking for answers at some other gym or something. So you pretty much get to train with people who you will fight in the future, especially in the bigger gyms. Yeah. And you just develop these relationships. So smashing your buddy's face and it's... Doesn't seem like that great of a thing. Sometimes you don't want to, you just don't want to do that. Sometimes you just feel bad. 
And I think uh, when Gaethje fought Cerrone, I guess they were good friends, and Gaethje was upset that he had to hit him a few extra times. Yeah, he, he wanted the refs to stop that fight. Yeah, because, I mean, they deadly, so doing damage to your good friend. I mean, you're fucking, every time it's killing brain cells, you know? Yes, it is. So I could see why Khabib switched it. He knew he was going to win. And Gagey's family was just not worth it. So it just. So what are your plans for the future then? What, what, because you're, you're mm-hmm. on this journey with MMA. You're in a big promotion. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want a title? Is that something that is a goal of yours? What do you want with the future? Title will definitely good, look good. I was trying to think what my overall goal is. Because some people are more likable even if they were never champions. So I feel, number one, I would want that in the first place. Uh, then a title, I want. I would like to achieve that be more likable than anything, be people's champion, and just um, almost like, for example, who could I pick? Um, cowboy, per se. Like, you can't never count him out. Any day who could possibly beat somebody, like everybody, Yeah. Um, and he just consistently fights, No, he's going to bring it, and everybody likes him. Did he ever win a belt? No. No. No, he never won no. a belt, but he was always... Everybody oh, loves him. Oh, everybody loves him. Yeah. So, like, I definitely want to have that more over anything else. So you want to be the people's champion. People's Basically, like a Mike Bisping before he won the title. Because he didn't get a title till he retired almost. Yes. I was happy for him that he won that one. No, that was good for him, man. It was good. Even though he, like, talks all that shit, but it's... That's his shtick. Yeah, but he did so much. I feel he earned it. I was so happy for him. Um, I was really happy for him. He commented in my um, Dana White contender series fight. Did he? Yeah. He said something like, oh, that looks like a sh- strong boy. And well, you're, you're <laughs> fucking scary looking, dude. <laughs> then, then, he, then he also said I need to do less curls and uh, get, get on the treadmill. I was like, <laughs> this fucking guy. You're like, fuck you, Mike Bisping. Yeah, but then next fight I looked good. So, uh, And my last fight as well. But uh, uh, where was, oh, yeah, I mean, belt will be good. Of course, that's what we're going for. And uh, instead of just like sticking around where I am right now. So belt is definitely um, something I'm, I'm concentrating on. I think at the moment, I'm just... It's weird. You don't want to look too far ahead. You want to look at things that you can control. So it's almost, okay, the belt and being people's champion... It's definitely something in the future. That's something you would definitely work in towards it for. But first things first, I still need to win a few fights. I still need to keep getting better. So I need to keep getting better. I need to win a few fights because my name is already in the talks of the possible contenders Title one day. Okay. So it's not yet. I would still probably have to like beat like two more people. But it's around the corner. So I can't just be looking like, oh, at the title, at the title, beat the Russian guy, whatever. No, I still I need to perform in my next few fights and just be focused with them and not get too comfortable, like we talked earlier. Yeah. And I need to like just put that much, uh, just as much work for those 
few coming up fights, perform just as good, beat them, and show people like, all right, I'm legit. This guy's legit. Yeah. Just just like Cowboy, like he he'll win. Like don't count him out. He's always looking good. He's a dog. He might lose, but yeah. he'll be back and he'll be looking just as good. So I kind of want to make that as a statement. Like don't count me out. What's well, like, like Anthony this. Smith, your buddy? Yeah. Exactly. The guy just had a rough go, and then he came back and fucking huge, huge win that he won. That guy needed. I mean, oh, after because he lost to Glover, Mm -hmm. and that was that was rough, man. Guys getting his teeth knocked out and shit. And then uh, who did he fight after that? Was it uh, was it Tiago? No, it was he. uh, He fought. um, I don't even know who the guy was because you trained with him before Glover, right? I trained with him before Glover. Yes, Uh, he had a he had a tough uh, training camp because I was there for two weeks or two and a half weeks right before I showed up he only took his cast off because he had that house invasion thing so oh my god so he like broke his hand yeah he had a cast then I show up and we trained for two and a half weeks I leave week after I leave he had a fight so he didn't have like too much time he was like hurt, and he's like all banged up. We we go train in the gym, and his wrist was jacked up. His knees were bad. I'm like, damn. You're like, pull out of this fight, dude. Yeah, I was like, this is not good. And but I guess it's it's weird. I don't know. Maybe after you have so many fights, you just know you can do it. But again, it was preventing him from training as. Should have, because everybody was confident that he was gonna win. Like, oh, he's gonna win. He's gonna yeah, win. Glover's I'm, old. Yeah. He can't. He can't beat fucking the Lionheart. And I'm thinking, like, why is everybody so relaxed? Like, why is everybody just so chill? And we, he wasn't being nagged too much. Like, he was. He was being a little too comfortable. So sometimes I would say something, but I didn't want to overstep my boundaries because I was still a guest. But. Still, me being so early in my career, I realized that you need to work hard. Yeah. Hard. Like, don't matter that you, like, made it and, like, your name is so up up there. Your name is so high up there because of all the work you put in. Like, don't go, don't start going easy now and, and then get, like, dropped off in the rankings. But, yeah, I'm, I was happy he won um, his, um, his last, last bout. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for me, title, definitely. But as right now, just two more fights, plus I'm hurt a little bit. I, I, uh, I've been seeing you post stuff about uh, getting some treatments done. Yeah, yeah, my bicep tendon, a little bit. Um, Did you tear it? Slight tear. And but two doctors looked at it, and they were like, okay, well, no surgery needed. You just kind of have to rest. So it's just a waiting game. Um when the MRI was done, they said, like, okay, it would look like, like, three, four weeks. But that was three weeks ago or so. And it, I guess it feels better, but it's still kind of the same. So it's it's always a little bit longer than what they say. Sure. But then also my chiropractor from here, he, he looked at the images as well, and he said the same thing. Like, oh, it doesn't look like too bad, something there, but you'll be fine. You just have to wait. So I'm just kind of waiting right now, just lifting a little bit but avoiding everything with the bicep okay yeah like after my fight i just i I would extend my arm and i would like try to drag my luggage 
And he was hurting bad. I was like, oh, my God. You're like, I just fought what? a 200-pound guy, and this hurts? It's like, what did I do? So, yeah, it's just a little slight tear. So I'm just, I would like to around now possibly talk about new fights. Okay. And and I'm sure they have, like, some names for me. But I don't want to schedule anything because I have no idea how long because it takes. Because yeah. Because then if I pull out, it looks bad. Um, if I'm not fully ready, it looks bad because for in the winter, I mean, not in the winter, in the summer, I had rib injury mm-hmm. and I tore some, um, is that why your fight got moved? Cause didn't you have a fight scheduled for the summer or was that yes. just COVID? Uh, yeah. Uh, my fight was May 20, May 30th or 29th. Okay. It okay. got pushed because of COVID. Those okay. were the, when fights started getting canceled. Yeah. Then Bellator had some news that they're going to pick up again late July. Late June, I hurt my rib. I got folded in half, and my rib just exploded off the cartilage. Yeah, I got folded in half and just like, freak accident. Who folded you in half? Uh, my teammate. It was it was such a weird, it was literally an accident where I was just being in a straight line with him, and I was fighting his pressure, and I thought I was sitting on my butt. And I was thinking, if I get pushed, I'll go backwards on my back. But what happened? I folded in. Oh my, st- my, my stomach stayed in the same spot, and my chest folded right over me. And just I heard, bah, 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 bah. and ah. right near the sternum, I think my cartilage ripped off the bone. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So Did that- you have to get surgery? No, you just have to wait. Oh, my God. You just have to wait, and it would pop. The feeling feels like rib is flipping on top of other rib, Ugh. and then you have to stretch yourself out, and then you feel like, and it pops back out. So I, that would happen like 50 times a day. That's awful. It's it's bad. It's really, really bad. It was so painful. Oh, my God. You're like, it hurts to breathe. It, it, breathing, not so much. It's more if um, – you fold yourself. Okay. You fold yourself. So if bit. you slouch at all. Yeah, or even walking. Walking was painful because really? it was just popping in and out. Because walking, oh, God. You, you, you're, you're using your core. Yeah, you, you move a little bit. Yeah. Moving. So I would have to like really flex when I walk or I would have to like hold my hand on my rib and put some pressure on it. Just prevent it from moving. <laughs> That's awful. It, yeah, it was it was not fun. And so I told my manager, like, hey, I can't do anything. I'm hurt. And then Bellator asked me if I want to fight in August or September 11. And I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I was hoping my original opponent would wait for me. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. He ended up fighting Alex Polizzi, who I ended up fighting. I was supposed to fight Carvalho. He was ex-Bellator champion. But he was already kind of going down a little bit. He started getting some losses. But it still would have been a good name to have. Good feather in the hat. Exactly. Yeah. So he did not wait, and he ended up fighting Polizzi, and he got beat. And I'm like, damn it. Like, who? Because I wanted to beat Carvalho. Now now what I do? Now who am I going to fight? My teammate said, uh, uh, I have a feeling you're going to fight Polizzi. I'm like, how do you know that? And Jackson said, like, yeah, I think you will. You, you'll fight him. I just feel it. Boom, a few weeks later, it's like, hey, want to fight police? I'm like, all right. Because we said, like, uh, I, I told him that I'll be okay November 12th or 19th for those two shows. Mm-hmm. 
five weeks before that or six weeks before that, they asked if I want to, uh, they decided to make one more show on the 5th. And they asked, hey, Julius, do you want to be on the 5th? If not, no big deal. We'll put you on a, uh, the 12th or whatever. 12th yeah. or 19th. And I thought about it. I was like, well, it's only one week. They asking me nicely, so I'll do them this favor, and yeah, I'm I'll, sh- I'm, I'll be a company man. I'll be a company man. I'm sure they would feel happy about it. And plus, also the main event for that fight was uh, Corey and um, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. Yeah. So it kind of clicked to me why they wanted me to be on that show. I almost maybe as of a like slight comparison. Or some slight possibility of yeah. us fighting in the future. Oh, that'd be awesome, dude. That would be awesome. So I think that's why they wanted me to be on that show, just to maybe fill up a spot. But at the same time, September 11th, main event was um, Phil Davis versus Machida. Jesus. So again, so this is two cards where they wanted me to be on, where main events were good 205ers. Yeah. So there, I guess there was some plan behind it. So I told him, like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Well, I think it's that, and if one of those guys has to pull out, well, then you're there. Possible. Right? Yeah, that, I never thought of that. Because I think generally when they stack a card, uh, but the main no, event gets stacked in such a way that, what? That might not work, though, because it would still scratch off. Uh, if if I jump in to take that one, now Polizzi is without a fight. I think they would take you or Polizzi to fight him. Um yeah. And then bring somebody in for them. Maybe. It just... Yeah. That, that's what I would do if I were a promotion. And yeah. that's what the UFC does. Like, uh-huh. if you think, think about it. So, if you have a card like when they had the uh, Connor and Habib card. Uh-huh. Tony, who technically should have been fighting for the title, uh-huh. fought uh, Pettis that night. Wasn't it Pettis that he fought? I think so. Not sure. It, Tony Ferguson fought on that card, though. It was Pettis or Cowboy or something. He fought one of those dudes. But they, they, they always make sure their card stacks so that they have a main event. Yeah. Huh. And I, I'm I'm willing to bet Bellator does the same thing. So if one of your 205ers goes down, well, fuck, Corey Anderson's still a draw. He's still a yeah. big deal. Yeah. Well, we've got these other two guys that could fight him. And we've got this big, scary guy named Julius that, uh, yeah. you know, that yeah. could go stand with him. Yeah, I would be pissed if I would be Alex Belize then. He was like, what, really? I signed up for this, and you leaving our fight to fight Corey? Absolutely. He You're like, pissed. damn so, right I am. Um, I mean, I guess... He would do yeah, the same thing. He would probably do the same thing. He would thing. do the same thing. Yeah, I no, never thought of that. Maybe, but I don't know. It's so unlikely, but maybe. I'm, I mean, if it, if it makes sense, great. Go for it. You're like, dude, stack me on all those cards, yeah. man. So also, yeah, that fight, I... um. I guess I only trained actually for like six weeks. Well, in my previous fights, I'm training all the time. And if I have fight coming up, then I would just sharpen it up. Okay. This one, I literally just had six weeks of just actual training because of my rib. Like my rib was not, he it was in place and I was still like cautious of it. I was afraid to wrestle a little bit more. Okay. Striking was not big deal, but the, grappling part was a little bit i was a little scared to do it too much and maybe that's why it played off in the fight the way it did maybe that's why i kind of looked a little bit gassed at the end because i just i couldn't do it too too much of it gotcha 
so this is the same situation. I don't want to book another fight too soon until I'm healed. Because Makes I, perfect I, I don't want to be in the same situation where I don't want to look gassed. Ready. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Yes, still gotta. Everybody says I should um, message Bisping and show him my last two fights, comparing to the Dana White fight where I just <laughs> held the guy the whole time. Um, so when uh, when you're reaching out to guys like that, because you're you're starting to build a name for yourself, um, when you're reaching out to guys like Bisping, like Anthony Smith, do, do they do they respond to you? Yeah, well, Anthony messaged us for me to come out. Us is in St. Charles MMA? Yes, because apparently my coach and his coach came from the same coach. Okay. So Anthony Smith is kind of affiliate with us. Okay. So so he's like, hey, do you have any good 205ers that can yeah, give me a workout? Yeah, exactly. And it was simple. And my coach trusts him and his coach. They're like good buddies. So he's like, hey. The first time when I went, he's like, hey, Julius, you want to go to, um, where was it, Nebraska or Omaha or whatever? Wherever he is, yeah. yeah. He's like, you want to go? Just train with him. I'm like, that would be cool. So we just developed good relationship, and uh, they wanted me to come out over again for the um, Glower fight. So this time, the first time I spent a week there, or six days, and this time was like two and a half weeks just staying there and just helping that's awesome. So that was pretty cool. It, it was good to feel to feel, um, to feel like you were wanted, wanted, needed, and yeah. uh, it's like, all right, cool. If somebody like Anthony needs my help, it's like, all right, I've been doing things. I'm moving right. up, yeah. I've been doing things right, so just keep doing that and uh, don't think you are too good for this for that. No, just stay home. Keep, keep just, saying yes. Just, keep going. Just keep yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't don't, don't change it if it's broken. Because that's the thing. It sometimes. People start blaming each other. Like if they lose a fight, yeah. Like if I lose a fight, I already made up my mind. It's like no, I already realized that I have everything I need in my gym. I can simulate anything I want to. It doesn't have doesn't have to be. Our room does not have to be filled with like D one wrestlers or some crazy strikers or anything. Like no, I have my guys. We can simulate it all. We can get ready for the fight. That's a fact. I don't have to go anywhere. But some, if you would lose, you kind of want to like change things. Like, oh, why did it go wrong? You start like blaming others. So that's when like the people end up leaving, looking for these other mm-hmm. things. And they can never settle. Well, like, it's instead of taking that look in the mirror and being like, what could I have done better? Exactly. They're like, oh, it was all on me. Bobby, just, Timmy, and Johnny didn't, didn't train me hard enough. Exactly. I'm going to leave this gym because they did not give me work like no, it was it was on me. Plus, at the same time, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. Maybe your head was not in the right place. Whatever, dust it off, go back to the gym, move on to the next one, and just fight again, see what happens. So who's your head coach? Mike Rogers. Mike Rogers? Mm-hmm. And he's good to you? You love him? Yes. Awesome. Yes. He, he's probably one of the best people you'll ever meet. Uh, big guy, right? Big guy, yeah. yeah. With the big beard. Looks like a bear bear um i almost i I wanted to make a little um because we have a team page facebook page yeah i forgot i was gonna post uh, you know that video of um khabib wrestling a bear yeah i i was gonna post it um hey do you guys know that khabib wrestled mike back in the day because we always call him (laughs) a bear it's like look it's mike wrestling with uh, khabib but yeah he's a good guy he cares a lot um 
sometimes he almost cares like too much because we had like few incidences in the gym where we had like some toxic people that were not supposed to be there. But Mike was trying to trying to give him a chance, give him a chance. And he was giving a lot of chances. And we were kind of just like, Mike, no, don't do that. But he would just keep giving chances. Like he has a big heart and that might be a bit of his weakness as well. But I guess having a big heart is better than having no heart at all. Right. It's better than him being completely cold. Exactly. And he cares. He cares a lot. Um, And, yeah, I don't see myself leaving. But my striking coach is Quentin O'Brien. He also cares. So I have two good coaches who care. So it's like... What more could you want? What more could you want? And they're invested in you. Exactly. Which is a big deal because if you go to a big gym, you might not be getting that individual attention that no. you need. No. Plus, they've seen my evolution. They've seen what I've been. They We experimented with all the workouts, all the timing. Because um, it's like each week closer to the fight, you, you want to change things. Like yeah. maybe intensity or time, like the... the, the um, how long the practices go. Mm-hmm. So we did that so many times that if I move, everything literally needs to be restarted. These new coaches will have to like learn about me. We will have to experiment with all the times. In their mind, we'll be like, ah, oh, Julius is already good. Um, all right, let's just put you through workouts or teach you something. While my striking coach would be like, no, no, no. We still got to... Work on those same old basics. Offer him a cookie. I got a cookie. Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can just set him down if you want, buddy. Thank you, son. They're really good. So they can fresh out the pack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, these are really good. Thank you. Thank you, kiddo. So, and these cookies are good. Um, so yeah, leaving with new coaches would be just restarting everything. They were like, oh, Julius is already good with his ones and twos. Let's teach him something else. And they would never nag me about one twos ever again. And I would get bad at it while. Yeah. You start getting caught when you're doing your one twos because I'm dropping my left hand now. Yeah. Or something. And they would not talk about it. They would not consistently remind me about it. The second I throw a short jab, my striking coach like tells me that, no, that was sh- short jab. Your hands are dropping. What are you doing? No, not this, not that. Do this, do that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let me to do bad reps. It's only good reps. It's only good reps. Good reps or it doesn't count. Good reps or it doesn't count. Even if you're tired, just do a good rep. That's, my, my, that's why my last fight, even though I was tired, I was still doing the correct reps. It might have been just looking slower because that's all I had, but everything still went like it was still it was still right. It was still right. Nice. So yeah, I'm in the good spot. Um sometimes you get depressed when like injured. Mm -hmm. Right now I had a rib injury, so I was depressed. Now I have this arm injury. Good thing that arm injury happened during the fight. Yeah. Instead of freak accident while waiting for the next fight and then you have to like Push it to later, right, or something like that. One time, I could not fight for year and a half. That sucked. Holy cow! That was after my second or third. That was after my 
after my third professional fight, I had to fight in March. I got rib injury. I got, what did I have? Oh, I had a meniscus injury. My knee blew up. Meniscus, okay. boom. I had to back out from the fight. Okay, cool. We got surgery. I'm fine. I'm healed. I had to fight in July. I get another rib injury. Same idea as this past summer. Holy cow. On a different spot. So, again, I had to back out from the fight. After that, once I healed, I did not fight for, like, well, more than half a year. We thought this promotional phase is going to come. And I was just in such a just weird spot. I'm not a bad fighter. I'm pretty decent. But my record is small. So it was just hard to find a fight. So it was a year and a half just with injuries, no fighting, and just me just staying in Missouri, waiting. Just literally waiting. My parents wanted me to go home. They're like, what is this fighting thing? I was only three fights deep with professional fights. So that's nothing. That was two on one. Like that, that's nothing. Like you, you can't see like light at the end of the tunnel. So my parents did not know what I could accomplish. I did not even really know what I can accomplish, and they wanted me to like go home, leave. You can train in New York. What are you gonna reach with this? Blah blah blah. And like my coaches and my team were just like, no, Julius, you're gonna be good. Just wait. Just, just wait it out. You don't want weather the storm. But just weather the storm. You don't want to do something you're gonna regret later. You just, just wait it out. Just wait it out. And I did not understand it because I'm like, I'm literally sitting in my room for a year and a half, waiting when this is all gonna. When can I like do this and continue doing this? So when I picked up fights, I had like five fights in one year. After that, I was like, Hell yeah! All right, cool. That was good. Bringing the money in, you're Boom. like, heck yeah. Well, it wasn't a lot of money because they have those local fights that are just small. They don't pay a lot, but it, it, I mean, it helps. It helps. It helps. It definitely helps. So, yeah, um, I had I took boxing fight on one week's notice, won that. Um, then a month later, I had LFA fight, won that. Then I had a few smaller local shows, won all of those. Then I had LFA title. Um I was like, all right, like good things happen. People who win LFA titles, they pretty close to being called to UFC. And that's what usually kind of happen. You win a title, you get called to UFC. Right now, they kind of been doing that contender. The contender series, contender series. is the LFA title now, yeah. Yeah, now, yeah, this is like the next step. So I'm yeah. like, are they going to call me? And they're like, no, we're going to just put you on this. Another show that we made up called Contender Series. I'm like... All right, cool, whatever. But I was still happy that the UFC I'm, I'm recognized somewhere. you. Yeah, yeah, getting somewhere. Like, all right, and then my parents start recognizing it. I'm like, all right, this is Julius is doing it. All right, so now they don't even say like stop, stop. Now they um, try to motivate me. When are you going me. again? Yeah, exactly. So they're interested about it, and um, so yeah, I won that, but did not get signed. Got signed with Bellator. Had my Bellator fight. My family was like all excited about it. Now kicked this, his ass too. Yeah, and plus he was talking all that shit. He was talking all the shit, dude. And you, you, you saw, fucked him up. You saw the Instagram video I made of him talking shit, and then I, me punching him. He was talking shit, and I punched I did. him. I did. He got mad about it. 
Did he? He got mad about it. He's like, I didn't, uh, it was not personal. I didn't think you're going to get offended by it. I'm like, really? Like, you made all those videos. You made a shit ton of videos. And you're talking shit about this gym teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you got fucked up, dude. And I'm not supposed to say anything back. He's like, (laughs) I I shook your hand and I congratulated you. I'm like, really? That, that's it. You, 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 you started the instigating. We have beef for life. I'm sorry, you should not have You're done You're like, this. I'm done with you, motherfucker. Yeah, you should not be upset that you lost and then it was my turn to make a video. It's like, no. Plus, my video was not even as insulting as what he made. I did not even know he made that video, like him talking missing, talking shit. My buddy Nico from New York, he sent it to me. He uh, screen recorded it and he sent it to me. I'm like, this was like two, three weeks before the fight. I'm like, shit. You're like, I have to kick this guy's ass. It, I know. I didn't even think about it. I was just like, damn, this dude is going to bring it. He's going to be all extra. He sucked. He's good, but that's the thing. He was he was too fancy, too flashy, too, too swaggy, and that could work on people. But that's the thing. We were just trying so hard on perfecting the basics. And he didn't know how to deal with it. He had he had zero clue how to deal with it. Because basics win fights. It's like you don't have to, you don't have to do some kind of weird movements or something. Like I I don't know. He was just way off track thinking. Like he was trying. I don't even know what. If his I do this crazy spinning elbow, that's gonna win me the fight. And you're yeah. like you're like you're not gonna get anywhere near me with your crazy spinning elbows because I'm just gonna I'm gonna work a jab. Exactly, because if, in my theory, I want to be able to block and I want to be able to punch from the same um, posture. So my hands are up, Mm -hmm. I'm blocking at the same time and throwing shots at the same time as well. While he, his hands were low, already fully extended, so he would try to, like, hit people with it since he was already, like, so already I'm already there. I'm already there, Ah. so he would touch people. But the second you're hitting him, he would bring his hands up so high and he would have no idea how to hit from there because he would like, the way I say, I say 50% offense, 50% defense. If I'm attacking you right now, you're going to go 60% defense, 40% offense. Mm -hmm. He would just abandon offense completely because he had no idea how to punch from defensive position because he was always winning. So he just had no idea how to deal with it. And I'm not doing nothing fancy. I'm doing exactly what everybody would teach everybody else of boxing 101. I just, that's the, almost look at it as uh, the base of the pyramid. The base of the pyramid is like like food pyramid, for example. Mm-hmm. It's what you do most of the time. When you look at the fight, what happens most of the time? Jabs, crosses, kicks, some hooks. Okay, what goes up higher in the pyramid? Okay, maybe some... Flashy kick, maybe some spinning stuff. Yeah, spinning back kick, yeah. a, a high head kick, yeah, exactly. that sort of thing. What goes on the top of the pyramid? Maybe some kind of complete ninja move where you like kick off the fence. Something that you would never yeah, that, do. That Joaquin Buckley uh, exactly. spinning back kick while, while his foot yeah. was caught thing. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not going to do that 30 times in a fight. Mm-hmm. But what do you do like 100 times in a fight? What's at the bottom of the pyramid? Right, you jab. So if that's what you do, perfect those while, yeah, 
freaking Jordan was like trying to like drop his hands completely do he had no idea where he was in the pyramid at all so he, he was all confused <laughs> he was good and he was g- getting people with it but again I was just focusing on a bottom of the pyramid the basics I got good with those and he just had no idea how to deal with it now you fucked him up yeah it was brutal yeah it was brutal yeah and uh I was gonna say something else with it Oh, yeah, I had no idea he made those videos. My buddy sent it to me because yeah. I don't like going to people's Instagrams. I don't like to really look them up. I used to do that. Now I just let my coach deal with it. And he'll just tell me, do this, do that. I'll be like, all right, cool. Maybe I'll watch like two fights, but nothing more than that. I don't want it to get too much into my head. So you don't watch a bunch of fight tape? Maybe two fights. That's it. You try to pick up on a couple of patterns, and that's all? Just a couple of patterns, and just take their weapons away. For example, Polizzi's weapon was getting into the shooting in, getting to the ground. Okay, can I stuff the takedown? If I stuff the takedown, we're going to be standing, and I'll just keep striking. So we worked a lot on just being able to stuff the takedown. And if I do get taken down... Can I get up? Just work your way up and get up and then just keep playing the game. But that was our like biggest thing, just how to stuff the takedown. And it worked. I stuffed so many takedowns that we just kind of kept in the... It was all uh, by me. It just We stayed standing and we stayed striking and I was winning those. If he would shoot, I would stuff it, stuff it correctly. If he would take me down, okay, no big deal. Let's work our way up. So we shut his weapon down many times. So he did not get a lot of success from it, except those two times where he took me down. Mm -hmm. So we have to say, okay, that was a pretty good job. My first LFA fight, we did not really... Only 30 minutes before the fight, we decided to to take away his weapons. (laughs) So my first LFA fight, I fought... um, Eric Murray, and I'm like sitting, hanging out behind the scenes. My striking coach is looking at the video, and he's like, "Okay, we'll do this. If he stands with you in the correct spot, like in the traditional stance, mm-hmm. he's gonna punch. He's not gonna do nothing else. If he turns his chest to you instead of being turned like a boxer, if he faces his chest directly at you." He's going to teep. And he's not going to do nothing else. I'm like, okay, cool. That's a simple cue. And if he's going to switch stance, he's not going to punch. He's not going to do nothing. He's going to throw a high kick. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll just... Because he's going to punch. He's going to kick. He's going to do every single thing that any fighter would do. But we just found three cues that he definitely does. So if he can, we can pick on, on those, anything else doesn't matter. So, and it was weird how I saw that he would, like, stand, then he, like, squared up with me. He threw the tip, I caught it, and returned the punch right into his face. Like, I caught the leg, I pulled the leg, and nice. stuck him in the face three times. And uh, one, So then he gets discouraged, then he, he doesn't want to do it anymore. Exactly. I mean, the commentators were like, damn, Eric Murray prides on having tips, and he just got his tips caught three times. Um... His tips were strong. He did kick the first one. 
um, it like hit me hard, like boom, like pushed me back. It was like, oh God, I did not see that coming. All right, I'll just pay attention a little more. Yeah. But after that, it's like, okay, he squared up more. Okay, deep is coming. Oh, he switched stance. Okay, I think he's going to kick high. So he has like few things that he's he was good at. They were like his signature little moves. Mm-hmm. While everything else is just basic fighting. Every Everybody fights, everybody does their basic fighting, but everybody also has their own little... They have their style. They all, yeah, they have yeah. a little style. They have their little something. They have a little something, special move. Little, their little signature moves. While Polizzi's thing was um, wrestling. Get hit a few times and he'll go. He'll shoot. Get hit a few times, yep. he'll go. While with... Um, Jordan Young, his thing is, with him, we just kind of did just, he's relaxed. Like, with him, we knew, well, I never know. My, I just go by what my coaches say. They were, they always said, you're going to pick him apart, whatever. I'm like. That was, that was it. It was just supreme confidence. It, They're like, this guy can't do yeah, it. Yeah, just go in and uh, you're going to get hit. And it was good that they told me that because. I just already made up my mind that I'm going to get hit. So just keep going forward and just outbox him. His, I would say, his signature thing is being relaxed. He'll, he almost like wants you to get tired. And I feel like he almost wanted me to get tired. When we clinched up in the first round, I felt him go just like limp and super relaxed. I was like, okay, I'm going to get relaxed too. I don't want to get tired yeah i'm not gonna tuck her out here because that's what i did the fight before and i think he assumed that's what i'm gonna do because he saw the dana white fight yeah and he's like yeah he's this guy's gonna get tired he's gonna push me against the fence so like halfway through the first round or like first two minutes of the round he kicked and like i grabbed him against the cage and i just felt him like just become so chill like just relaxed and i'm thinking because i clinched up real hard and then i'm thinking okay julius relax as well just relax, just relax. And then I just, we disengaged, and I was telling myself, nope, don't clinch the whole fight. Just hard. Just keep reminding yourself you're just like, just hard, relax. good shadow boxing. Just hard, nice. good boxing. And yeah, he had no answer for it, and I was like, huh, this was easy. I was thinking so much about being light and conserving energy and not putting every single thing into my shots. Mm-hmm. That I felt fresher after the third round than after the first round. Really? Yeah. After the first round, I was a little bit tired. But then you took that minute. And yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. Right. it, it kind of like kicked in the second wind. Yeah. Because we weren't pushing it. It looked like it was a lot of action, but like I wasn't squeezing, trying to punch through every single thing. The whole fight, I maybe threw, like all my shots were stiff. They were fast, but... I would say the actual ripping punches, I maybe threw three or four. That's it. That's it. That's it. Like where I actually like t- tensed up and I just ripped it. When I caught his leg, I I ripped that shot. And um, I think at the end, I went a little bit harder. But yeah, just just full mean hate. Yeah, maybe like two or three shots the whole wow. fight. Well, other ones were just quick. About just touch him and just make him pay, just control the fight, because because that works and it's that's almost how it is at the 
higher levels people try to punch hard but they take some power off of it because you can't afford to get tired you can't afford to yeah fights are long fights are long it's long it's really long do something crazy for 15 minutes straight like you know it's 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 bad and that was at the contenders fight when I push them against the cage, I'm holding him and I'm controlling him by squeezing as hard as I can. And it's like first minute in a fight. I'm thinking, okay, I'm winning this fight. I'm controlling him. So I just need to do this exactly for 15 minutes and I'll win this fight. But I was literally going 100% the first minute, holding him and squeezing him. And I'm telling myself, all right, I'll just do this for 15 minutes and I'll be fine. I'll just do this. I'll, I'll, I'll win this fight. That was... And bad. then you're like, I can't do this for I 15 minutes. I can't do minutes. this no more. After the, first, <laughs> after the first round, something hit me. I don't know if it was the heat or dehydration or overtraining or as well maybe too long of a warm-up. We kind of were warming up a lot for that one. Or it was some pressure, anxiety. I don't know what it was, but after the first round, maybe holding my breath, but after the first round, I looked down and Quentin's like, Julius, look at me. I look up. He's like, look at my eyes. I look up. I look in his eyes. All right. I just did what he just told me. And I just dropped my head back down. <laughs> You're so like, I, I, I like, did it. I, looked, I, did it. I did it. Boom. I dropped back down. And then on the video, you can see him like putting his fingers on my head and pushing my head up. And that was after the first round. So after the first round, I was already done. And then I had to go through the whole second round. Oh, Jesus. And the whole third round. Well, in the, at the end of the third round... Um, yes, I um, put in the choke, but yeah, I, I was done. I couldn't celebrate. I just walked by Dana, like he wasn't there, did my interview. I was like, I'm done. This was, this was crazy. This was miserable. So I guess I know I can dig deep. That's a good thing because I had to do it a few times. Okay. Check mark on that. But. I shouldn't be feeling like that. So I don't know if it's just a mental thing. Maybe I need to see some sports, sports psychologists. Or something, yeah. yeah, just talk to some people. Maybe I need to get like hypnotized because I heard that works. But at the same time, that summer was crazy. It was hot. I overtrained. I got sick. And well, I, you're young I, I, too, and that's yeah, that's the new level. That's the level right there. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody's going for. UFC, and that was your shot. So I mean, that's a shit ton of pressure and you're like i gotta give this 110 percent the whole time yeah and it was like fighting in a library <laughs> that's so weird it was pretty cool you just walk in like i think bellator was easier to deal with even though there was no spectators mm-hmm. i think having no music while walking out that was a little bit more weird because yeah, in the contender series, you just walk out, you go yep. in the cage, you're just like so too casual. Every fighter had, I think, four tickets to bring whoever yeah. in. So it's like five fights, ten fighters, so 40 people they allowed. Okay, maybe there was like 50 people tops, maybe a little more, plus the camera people. And, it, and no one's really cheering for anyone because people who came to watch... They just came to watch their fighter. Yeah. So even though if you're doing good or not, it's just 
still kind of quiet. So it was just a little weird. While Bellator, everyone asked how it was. Was it weird that it was like no crowd? When I walked in the cage, first of all, I walked in with music. They had lights, they had everything. I'm like, cool, all right. And you see, you see the commissions, you see the people who work in the, for the TV, who holding cameras, some random people standing around, workers. So they kind of became my crowd, just because they were like also spread out. There were some people around the cage and some people just... You're like, there's kind of a crowd here. It's kind of a crowd, so they became my crowd. They weren't yelling. So sometimes I was hearing commentators as well, which... It's got to be surreal. It was weird. It's like, did I just hear commentators like yell something? Or like, because they were talking about me a lot during the fight and like talking about my technique or like what I did and a few times like shouted it out. So like as I'm fighting, I heard it and I'm like, I'm fighting the guy. And they just yelled out what I'm doing right. You're like, quit coaching him. Yeah, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I kind of felt bad for my opponent. I was like, uh, I'm sorry, they're talking not about you right now. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the game. It's whoever it, shows it, up, man. It, exactly. And you were you were showing up at that point in time, so they were talking about yeah. it, you know? Yeah, and when I watched the fight on, on the video, excuse me, uh, I saw the, um, the parts where they like, Raised raise their voice up because it was like a few parts where they kind of like yelled. It started to get exciting. And yeah. I was like, oh, yes, I remember that moment. They did yell. <laughs> okay, that did happen. So that was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't bad at all without having a, without not having a crowd because I'm just looking through the cage. I see people around the cage a little bit further and maybe like a few people further, further. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, so it's like, Almost gave me that feeling that there was a bunch of seats per se, and yeah, Yeah. kind of the same thing. Except they weren't yelling. I almost feel like maybe contender series they were yelling more. Yeah, just because it was like actual spectators. But um, it's definitely fun. It was definitely different feel going through the COVID process, getting tested and getting tested, being in your room alone. You can't go do this. You can't go do that. So it was weird, a little bit, not lonely, but. Bring the mic in just a hair. You have to be a little bit more by yourself. Okay. But at the same time, he had some good moments. For example, my first Bellator fight. All right, fighter meeting. So all the fighters need to get into the place so we did everything together and weigh-ins were together while this time it was everything by time like our meeting was through zoom so i didn't have to go nowhere our weigh-ins was first come first serve we're just like okay julius came in and all right julius you are third in the line so i'll I'll, I'll, I'll grab you whenever so i did not have to like wait with all these people and like be in line. No, they just came in and they got me. So it was almost in a way much more simpler as well how they handle things. I wasn't around too many people. Um, the workout area was pretty cool. How they did it was, uh, sorry, my first fight, yeah, I guess there was like some ballroom or something. 
and uh, there were just like areas with the mats and a curtain splitting a red corner, blue corner. So I guess if you're, I don't think they've been, no, I think they did say blue, like where you should be. Um, but yeah, if your opponent is working on this side, you might go to the other side. But you can work whenever you want, so you might not even run into him. Uh, while with this case, they did a um, bunch of individual little curtain boxes. So, for example, you've been to Family Arena. Yeah. Before going into the stage, you know those hallways where it's like food, yeah, concession stands, bathrooms. So they filled up those hallways with uh, uh, good size uh, mats and curtains separating um, each fighter. Almost so, like cubicles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we all had our own little areas, and uh, red corner went to the right, blue corner went to the left. So you definitely know, since you're going towards that direction, you're not going to run into your opponent at all because he went other way whenever he walked through the door. So that was pretty cool, I would say. It just how they handled it. It made it a little bit more simpler. But at the same time, I do wish I could have hung out a little more, walked around casino. I mean, we did it after the fights. So I don't know if I dislike it or like it more. It definitely has its pros and cons. Um, maybe I liked it a little more, but of course, I definitely would like to fight in front of the people and, um, you want to get fans. You want to get fans. Yeah. You, you want fans because you want to be marketable because you need sponsors and mm-hmm. you got to get some some money coming in, right? Exactly. And uh, another thing they were saying, like, all right, you fight, you go get checked by a doctor, you do your interview, you leave right away, you get your paycheck right off the bat. I'm like, awesome, right. cool, pretty cool. Because before it's when we were warming up. Oh, to cut weight, we had, like, different spot in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. But whenever we're, the actual fight day, all the fighters were in, like, smaller rooms. And we were all together, like, our room, like, the blue corner, and yeah. then the other room was, like, uh, other corner. So we all working out in the same area. So after my fight, my uh, my first fight, my first belt of fight, I would be done. But then there's, like, still people going on. I have to, like, find the promoter, get paid. There's like people coming in and out. It was just too much going on. Yeah. While because of COVID, it was just so much more simpler. You won. All right, come with us. Okay, do the interview. Interview is finished. Okay, Julius, come with me right now. Here's a check. Here's your paperwork. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was pretty cool. But I kind of wanted to hang out a little more. Um, Maybe talk to... The people who run the Bellator, just to like see what they think. You want to like, bump elbows. You want to know the people that you need to know. That's the good way to put it. Yeah, I want to know and the people that I should know, that I have to know, like people who I work for. So I did not really get to do that because I did it the first time. My first fight, I had no idea Big John McCarthy was uh, commentating my uh, fucking awesome man. my fight. Uh, after the fights at the shower, I was like, okay, we're going to go eat. And uh, I bump into him by the elevator. He, like, shakes my hand. He's like, oh, man, that was awesome job. That looked really, really good. I'm like, I'm like, I froze up. I'm You're like, starstruck I'm like, because I'm like, it's oh, Big John McCarthy. Exactly. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I watched fight, and I realized he was commentating my fight. I'm like, 
<laughs> that's cool. And then after that, like when I, because the show was over, then I started walking down the casino and I bump in into other people who like run the Bellator and like uh, play the p- big part in it. So I got to talk to them and chat and bullshit around a little bit. So I hope, I wish I would have done in my last fight, but because of COVID, it's like, nope. Just leave right away. Get we'll your call paycheck, you, buddy. Yeah, we'll call you. And I didn't get to talk to nobody, which um, I wish I would have. But whatever. It's, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Your performance has to speak for itself. Now. Exactly. So and it did. And uh, yeah, I think uh, that was yeah that was the most important part. Instead of like trying to sneak in and become friends with somebody, like no, no, you still got your hand raised. Exactly. That's what matters. Exactly. So. Um, it turned out good. Now just wishing my hand will heal fast so I just could go so back into it. you can go do it. it again. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Well, um, are there any parting words that you want to leave listeners with? Um, watch my fight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's not one scheduled yet. Not one scheduled yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll, yeah, you guys can f- follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, give me a follow. Those always help. Uh, you guys want to ask questions, go ahead, send me a text. I always respond to people um, as long as it's something professional you guys messaging me about. Um, and um, So, guys, yeah. he doesn't send nudes. No nudes. Um, if, if you, if you want to ask him about the fight or yeah. ask him about training or something like yeah, that. Yeah, training, diet. I get a lot of those. Um, diet. We didn't even talk about diet. That would have been a fascinating one. Do you have a dietitian? I do not have dietitian. It's something I probably should get, but we're thinking about it because it's such a small part, but it will make the difference. Like me competing at the level and me trying to perform as good, good diet would definitely help. Right now, I just 90% of my diet is literally chicken, rice, lentils, mushrooms, garlic. Fuck, dude. Yeah, exactly. You're like, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, so I just prepare it in different ways so it looks differently. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. So some, I I chop up chicken in the cubes, I cook it, and then I mix it with rice, lentils, mushrooms, whatever. Then maybe next week I'll do exactly the same thing, but, but I, just, I just won't fry. mix it. I just won't mix it together. <laughs> I'll just have chicken and then all the rice and lentils and all of the stuff on the side. Maybe next time I won't even cut the chicken and I'll just... Big giant. So it, it looks different and it tricks my eye, tricks my head, but it is exactly the same thing. And sometimes, of course, I eat like fish or meat. but I definitely or, or, or a cookie. Or a cookie. And uh, I definitely need to mix it up. I... Do look at my diet much more serious the month of my fight. I invest a little bit more in eating much more vegetables, mixing up uh, my meals, not just chicken. Like at least twice a week, I'll try to have fish or beef, um, or like yeah, just turkey or anything. Just everything that is just different instead of the same thing over and over and over again. Um. Yeah, diet is big one. I don't eat bad, but I feel I could switch it up just a little bit more. You don't have a problem making weight or anything, no. so it's not a big deal. You're in great shape, yeah. so you're like, okay, 
that's not my biggest worry. Mm-hmm. But Fair now, enough. when it comes energy wise, maybe I'll do some kind of. Maybe there is something. I mean, there is science to the diet. There is things that maybe you should not eat, and you never thought of it, or maybe something simple that you could eat and has just like magical element that will make like you perf- quinoa. Quinoa yeah, makes you. It's it's the protein rice, right? Exactly, and it's gonna make <laughs> you perform better. It's gonna do the cardio. It's like, huh? I never thought of it about it. I never yeah. learned about it. So I am. I do think I'm. One day I'm gonna have to put time and invest into a dietitian and just talk through all those things. And I'm. I feel part of me doesn't want to do that because the dietitian is gonna say, "Okay, write down everything you eat." And you're going to be like chicken, uh, mushrooms. Like, it would be simple to write it down, but it's like, <laughs> you you making me, you giving me homework? It's like, I need to like write stuff down. I don't want to log my meals. I don't want to log my meals. I did that for a little bit, but I was doing that with also trying to measure it. Oh, fuck that, dude. That was too much. That was too much. That I'll, would be the cool thing about being with like the UFC because they have their PI and they do meal prep and all kinds of yes. crazy stuff. That would be badass, wouldn't it's a, it? It's a really cool spot. That you're like, just send me a bunch of stuff and I'll eat it. The cafeteria is awesome. Is it? It's really, really cool. Like we get that it's like, it's like, huh? You want salmon? You want steak? You want burgers? Everything prepared in like twenty different ways. You're like, give me one of each. It, it was good. Like it was. They had a lot of good food. They like really invested in. Making it what is it what it the name of it like Performance Institute like yeah. they really really nailed it. it was really really cool that's awesome um, really nice place and I think they try to make completely identical thing to that in China no as in like ten yards next to it Just, no shit that's 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 what they were saying when I was there so because uh, the place where we fought um, the Apex Center. Now I'm starting to mix it up. The building where we fought, it was not the Performance Institute. It was literally a building right next to it. And it was just like empty. Like nothing was there. It was just like little warm-up areas and the nice-looking cage and the arena of it. Yeah, the stuff that's going to be on TV. Exactly. So, And everything else was just construction. So I think the guy who was driving us, he said that they would try to make it like identical to the Mm. other one. So the fighters would not have to worry about bumping into each other. Gotcha. Like if me and you fighting, you would go to this one. Gotcha. I would be assigned to this one. So I don't know if that's still going on or not, or maybe it's just looking similar and not completely identical. Um, I know they also like trying to build, I think, fighter hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've heard about the fighter hotel, and that sounds brilliant. Yeah, so I wonder how that's going to work. I guess you're just like... Hey Julius, you in UFC right now? If you want to go stay at the fighter hotel, yeah, it's go, free. Go sleep over there, and uh, yeah, go sleep over there. And here is the Performance Institute. You can do your do training. your thing, buddy. Do, do There's a thing. doctor there, so yeah. yeah, pretty much can like just stay here. And uh, I would do it. I would do it too. It would be a nice change of scenery, but it's not something I feel you want to depend on. No, 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 no. But if if I could do a training camp there or something like that, I think cool. that'd be wonderful. Like take your coaches. Hey. We're just going to go here. Let's bring a couple of guys with us. We're going to stick here, do our training camp, eat, all that shit. That'd be wonderful. That would be cool. That does sound cool. So, um, so what are your uh, what are your Instagram tags and everything? How, how Tell us how to spell it and all that because 
I already butchered the pronunciation yeah. once. So it's uh, Julius Anglitskas. It's uh, my first name is pronounced Yulus. 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 But in here in the United States, that would be just too much of a hassle explaining <laughs> it because you guys have that name. Yeah, you have that name. So and it's it's pronounced Julius. So I just excuse me. So I just went with that because it would yeah it would be just too much explanation. So yeah, it's Julius Anglitskas. A N G L I C K S and. Um, yeah, click me a follow. Send me some questions. Um, when uh, it all. when this goes live, mm-hmm. I will link your your socials in it. Okay, so perfect. Hopefully, hopefully, some people hit you up. Yeah, yeah, right? that'd be nice. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it, man. Super stoked to uh, make this one go live. And you got any words of wisdom that you would like to part the listeners with? Uh, yes. I've had this few few times um people ask me what is number one advice to you give to people and I was like juggling between a few things and now I can definitely say that the most important thing in anything you do is consistency um I feel that is just literally just the key of everything not work not necessarily working hard or um uh, because you could work hard one day and then just die off and not do nothing for like a week. So as long as you just stay consistent, just always put in, give some time working on your craft or whatever you do, video games, streaming, um, soccer, anything. As long as you just have some time throughout the week where you just consistently work on it, um, by next year, you're going to have a lot, a lot, a lot of hours into it because that is the hardest time. Whenever you start things, you get excited about it, but eventually there is that point that separates people who just feel like they're not going to make it and they stop versus the people who keep going. And then eventually it's like, oh, you're a master at your craft just because you... Stay consistent. consistent. Yeah. You just, even though it was not much, nothing special. You just stay consistent, and within two years, whatever you were doing, now you are master at it, and now you stand out than other people more than other people. Nice. So yeah, that's my biggest advice: just stay consistent at your job, at whatever you're making, at whatever you're trying to be good at. Just don't stop. Keep doing it. And um, if you feel like you want to stop. Now you are at that stage where people will stop or they're going to keep going. So if you feel that way, it's like almost like, all right. Coach yourself through it. Coach yourself through it, and I made it to that breaking point. Awesome. So just keep going, and by then you'll be, um, you'll definitely reach much, much further. So that's, out of all things, that's my number one thing out of all. Thank you. Thank you.